what are the rest of you guys allergic to? Grass, dead bugs, and dust. Right, nothing and important then. <laughs> no, I've been, I've been, uh, I've been very impressed with my dust immunity because I cleaned out my computer and was just, just face palmed with, with <laughs> did, dust as I was. Did you, you blow know, into I'm it sorry, or did you use I'm sorry, who the fuck are you? <laughs> who are you? <laughs> <laughs> that's I'm your computer maintenance guy here. That's the thing about dust is nobody's actually allergic to dust. You're allergic to what the dust is made out of, which is what just skin and dead bugs. Feeling like oh. which hair it, particles it, and alive mites. Yeah, that mites are very alive. <laughs> now you're freaking me out. <laughs> very real mites with very real motives. <laughs> yes. So they're in your brain now, right? Telling you Honestly. to do things. Very real mites. That's a They Might Be Giants album, right? If I recall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, holy shit, you guys. We really did it. Two years. We've officially lasted longer than the Spanish-American War and the marriage of Pamela Anderson and Kid Rock. We should take a second to congratulate ourselves. Seriously. Huh? Speaking of divorce. Good. It's been two years. You guys only wake me up to edit, so it's been like a weird time thing where it's kind of felt like a week. Hey, if you want to go back into stasis, you'll keep your fucking mouth shut. <laughs> I'm really, I'm really, uh, really happy to be here. I'm really happy to be on, you know, all the talking and the things. Now, for those of you that have been with us for a while, last November was our recap of all of the stories we covered throughout our first year on the podcasting scene. In it, we reminisced updated the topics that needed updating, made corrections, and enjoyed each other's company in close proximity, something we sadly won't be able to do this time. Um, everything else, however, we're going to do again. Do y'all remember when we started doing it remotely and we were just like, it'll only be for a couple months. <laughs> yeah. And here we are. <laughs> and then I had to drive over to the interface to Chris's house. I was like, you can just this. <laughs> he knew something we didn't. Uh <laughs> I just have a, f- I just have a feeling like this in completely incompetent leadership <laughs> will lead us down just the most obvious of roads. Hey, whoa! Starting the year, starting with year three, no more politics. New rule: <laughs> only video games. So yeah, clearly it's been a, a shitty, fucking god awful twelve months. Not just for everyone out there, of course, but uh, I would say even personally, uh, things were particularly hard on us here since we did this previously. So please forgive us if any of that was noticeable in some episodes. Performing right now can be tough, though we always try to deliver. As far as our show goes, 2020 marks the beginning of when we switch to our bi-weekly schedule for new content, as well as our I'm gonna say it pretty smooth fucking transition over to online recording of which we have our wonderful yeah. producer and sound yep. engineer to thank and now we're switching starting 2021 we're switching bi-weekly the other way we're doing two episodes <laughs> a week yeah the english language is fucking <laughs> stupid yes it is yeah bi-monthly that was a the joke same by the way right? do not expect two episodes a week we will all literally die <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so this celebration will also uh, likely be a tad shorter than the 2019 one as we do have less to revisit overall but I would absolutely be bummed if we weren't able to get all four of us back on here together so um, without further ado this is Hot Buttons year two recap special I'm Randall Beatrice here with you know who Austin Blakesley hey. and Chris Anantuano 
Hey. And joining us shit, to, shit. To, oh, look, <laughs> to look back on all can't the, take my catchphrase, dude. All of the hard work they've done. Uh, Jason Domenico. Remember when I pronounced the name that name wrong Yo. last year? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah we, made a, Jason we made a joke. We made a joke about it because <laughs> <laughs> you got through you got through Blakesley and Ian Tuano fine and then fucked up Domenico. Yeah, that was a great start. <laughs> but this I, is a correction for last yeah, for year. Last year. When Randy fucked up Jason. Name. <laughs> uh, how you guys feeling? Tired. I was really surprised Itchy. when Domenico Scarlatti was a musician. I was like, more people should know how to pronounce this name. <laughs> just, but it just—it's more testament to the fact that no one remembers that composer. <laughs> <laughs> he just wasn't. Well, as I, I think l- what happened last year is I read it as um, I read it as Dominic. So it was like I said, like Dominico. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. I, it, if you ever mention a composer again and not ACDC, I'll punch you in the face. <laughs> God, we were. Uh, wow, what a pull, ACDC. Of all the musicians, you got the one of the shittiest ones. That was a good one. Um, I know, uh, what is it, Austin? We were recently watching The Boys, and isn't like the, the main character, Huey, has like an obsession with Billy Joel, but mm-hmm. apparently in the comic it was supposed to be ACDC. No, it wasn't in the comic. It was in the original script. Oh. It was supposed to be ACDC, and he was like, wouldn't it be funnier if it was Billy Joel? And then that became like a big plot point <laughs> that he likes Billy Joel <laughs> okay. a lot. Okay, solid change. Well, Billy Joel is kind of like, it's it makes a for, lot of For it his does. character, like, yeah. Imagine it being ACDC. Yeah. It would not fit his character at all yeah. in ACDC. Like, you know, he's like, he's very Yeah, like, shy. he's not like, an edgelord. Like, he's some drunk guy at a bar. <laughs> I mean, so how much longer do you uh, do y'all think we're gonna be um, just flashing Discord icons to each other, honey? You really want to talk about that? <laughs> <I'm gonna say. laughs> well, I couldn't remember how we kicked it off last time, like before. I'd... In the before times. In the before times. In the before times. Uh, I think we're gonna be in the after times for a while, my friend. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, I wouldn't be entirely shocked if next, if our year three recap was also remote. Oh, that's. That's dark to think about. <laughs> Just saying. Well, before we get into everything post last December, I believe we have a couple tiny edits from our debut year, starting with uh, the game from our pilot episode that just won't the ever cursed, die. The cursed game. Yeah. Kingdoms of Amalar Reckoning. Re-Reckoning. <laughs> Re-reck- well, Re-Reckoning is the... Yeah. So I think where we last left it... The rights were acquired by THQ Nordic, who then announced and released a remastered version known as Zosta Message Kingdoms of Amalar Re-Reckoning. Kingdoms of Amalar Remastered Edition. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It came out on September 8th, 2020 for the PS4, Xbox One, and PC. The work was done by Kayako, the same studio who previously did the newer issues of the Darksiders games. All the DLC is included. There was even a collector's edition. I don't know exactly where all the profits of this are even going anymore. The state of Rhode Island, dude. Yeah. I assume Kurt Schilling uh, still kind of sucks. The, I, I like Darksiders Genesis. That was about the only Darksiders. <laughs> yeah, that was made by... Um, yeah, it was Airship Syndicate, and they did Darksiders Genesis. So that was made by the same people as 1 and 2. 3 was made by Gunfire, the same people that made Remnant. Yes, which is crazy to think about After ashes. playing that. And then... Yeah, the airship syndicate people are making all the League of Legends story mode games or whatever. So has anyone gotten into this at all? The the remaster? No, no, we know a couple people that have. Apparently there's a new DLC coming for it as well. (laughs) The the studio that's porting it is making a a standalone like DLC thing. 
just built in like the in same. that engine. Yep. Huh. Yeah. I didn't even download it on my pirate website. That's how much I don't want to play it. <laughs> yeah, it's I thought you I thought I thought you free. liked the original, didn't you? No, no, I did. I just have no desire to revisit that. Yeah. yeah. It just looks like it, I'm it, sure it's, it's a little like, dated. Oh, that, was a, like, that was a cool game. It's yeah. a time and a place game. It was a good game, but... Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah. Now we have better video games. <laughs> yeah, like uh, Avengers. <laughs> well, now with uh, with that out of the way, once again, uh, what else was there from 2019 that could use a quick comment? GTA Five is coming out again. Elder Scrolls Six is never coming out. Epic Games got into a... And it's also going to be on Xbox. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love how like, everyone was like, uh, you know, Microsoft, you know, they treat their IPs pretty good. And, and for the most part, I kind of agree with that. <laughs> but like, it's, it would not, not what, like a week or two? And we could, uh, who's the guy's name uh, that came out and just was like, yeah, uh, like this isn't going to pay off unless we make it exclusive. Like, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, we just bought them the for thing, 7 million. They like, still got to make, make that uh, Starfield game first, right? And that's still multi-plat. I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I mean, Sony, that. I guess, started it with the Street Fighter thing last generation. I think Austin. Yeah, and- they tried to buy exclusivity for Starfield as well, and then Microsoft just bought the company instead. So, Wait, really? Yeah, because <laughs> that's what they bought exclusivity for Deathloop and uh, Ghostwire the, Tokyo. The Deathloop thing is hilarious because they they already paid for that. Mm-hmm. Now they paid Microsoft <laughs> to have an exclusive against Microsoft. It's very funny uh, and real stupid. This industry yeah. is real dumb. That game looks cool, though. Sure. Um, Epic Games got into yet another lawsuit that I'm sure we're uh, we'll, we're gonna. Yeah, I bought a hat, dude. down the road. <laughs> uh, I bought a hat. It looks like an old Mac hat, but it says like free Fortnite or whatever. I didn't buy a hat. <laughs> Just so everybody's aware, <laughs> but I thought that was real stupid. The 1984. Once again, stupid industry. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, standing for either the. Oh, I know. Like, there's just no state. That's a, I like that. What was the trending tag? Was just billionaire fight. Yeah. So it's just. <laughs> boy. But Austin, I see that there might have been something with your boy, Philip Mewson, from our IGN plagiarism scandal. Yes. I hear he did a quote. Very honest and original Dead Cells review. Yeah, and he, he <laughs> released it by tweeting the meme where it just said the internet, and then there's nothing, and then it says me, very honest and original Dead Cells review. So he revealed it with a meme, which makes me already hate him. <laughs> um, but like the good little journalist I am, I watched it. How, 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 how is it? Let me just read some excerpts from the beginning and end of this review. Okay. Uh, and then we can move on. I'm sure this will be good. <laughs> what if he just started reading the script for like Blade Runner or something? Like tears in the rain. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Dead Cells is good. This is from the beginning. Dead Cells is good. It's so good that the first time I tried reviewing it, it left me so speechless that I literally went looking for someone else's opinion to describe it. What? This game played such a pivotal yeah, that, yeah, that's You're why. Bad such a pivotal role in the self-destruction of my career as a games journalist that I shouldn't like it, but I'm still coming back to it two years later because it's just that damn good. Cut to the end. I know I'm probably the last person that anyone would ever expect to talk about this game. Oh uh, yeah, we agree on the something. The stupid shit I pulled will forever remain the biggest regret of my life, and I know that no matter what I do to try and make amends, it'll probably never be enough for some people out there. I certainly can't promise True. you I'll be able to stick around forever because honestly, I don't know how much more of this negativity I can take. 
but I want to try and do right by you guys one more time. And I can promise you one thing for sure. This review and every review I create from here on out will always be a very honest and original review. I mean, I feel like people kind of forgot. So the baseline standard. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so just what everybody always does and does most of the time we, the first time. We are now like two fucking years later and this dude is still playing the victim. Yeah. He's like, I don't know how much negativity I can take. It's like, maybe don't be a shithead then. Yeah. But, I mean, but also he's doing it to himself again by that post. Like... <laughs> what does he want? I don't think that post that post doesn't inherently invite negativity. No, I but it does that, draw attention to a shitty thing that he did. Like even if it's apologetic, yes. I don't I don't know, it's just weird. He could have just moved on and Yeah, but that's not how shitlords do it. <laughs> In the biz. <laughs> I mean, obviously he doesn't deserve like death threats. He just <laughs> what I agree to disagree. <laughs> What did you send him? Moving on. What did you send him? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. All right. Well, uh, No Man's Sky. I saw you, uh, Jason and Chris, have been getting back into that a little oh, here and yeah. there. Yeah. I got lost yeah, we, in that for the yeah, past we few put, weeks. Just put a cool 20, 30 more hours into that game. No recently. shit. All right. Well, how's, how's oh, it been going? Can like, I describe what's my warm like experience? Now? All right. So let I think this was, a, Chris told me this was a recent update. So I came, I feel like No Man's Sky is now at that moment because I tried it multiple times and I'm not huge into survival games with no um, direction. Like, yeah. direction. So f I feel like whatever this update did, as soon as I got on, it felt like it was like holding my hand along as far as the main quest goes to like learn the mechanics of the game. And I was like super appreciative of that. But also apparently they added in all these new beasts and things that I didn't know about that. So I, I get very lucky. Chris tells me that I found like the most perfect planet I could possibly have spawned he did, on. Well, it's yeah, like he found a paradise planet. They're like probably one in 20, one in 30 or something. <laughs> he just spawns on yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. So like I'm immediately like privileged, like living on this. Ugh, it's a purple planet. Planet. It's got these ne neon grass at night. It's well, got now you're not going to want to leave your home planet, dude. <laughs> he doesn't. He, do you know how long it took uh, him to get to case. visit somewhere else? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just like, Chris is playing with me. And he's, he's being an asshole. He's shooting the ground. Right, I was, I was, I was about to ask if you were all in co-op uh, doing this. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, you know, I'm just getting used to these, like, intermittent explosions near me and not thinking about it. And all of a sudden, it sounds like, it sounds like Chris has crashed his ship into me like the worst he's ever done and I start immediately yelling at him like what are you doing like I just heard this giant explosion and I look up in the sky and this worm was so big that it blocked out the sun as it jumped cool. over me it was like this huge it's worm like and it just like was like treating like treating the ground like a dolphin would the sea like just jumping in and out of it and I just my mouth is hanging open like whole I, it was it was really unbelievable so like just something like that on like the very first planet so I na naturally Chris was, blew that whole world up right and it's <laughs> uh, no, oh, but I did, well, dis I wish he I did, did discover it and upload it so he couldn't change the name to it. That was an accident. I didn't do it on Wait, purpose. Wait, what's the name? What's the name? Dude, I, I just left. Uh, I I don't name things. I usually just leave them whatever the random okay. generator makes you, them. You'll do the Austin thing where it's I like presented so by Sobe Water. And oh, yeah. Nothing. The Gamer Den presented actually, by Best actually, Buy. <laughs> <laughs> I ruined that planet because I so I found like you can name plants and animals that you find uh, when you if you're the first to find them you can rename them so I was just being stupid like I found there was this big there was this creature with a big hump so I was like I want to name it Humper and just be like whatever <laughs> and it turns out that I named the planet Humper <laughs> instead of the thing I, I renamed the whole so every time I go down to my perfect world it's like returning to Humper <laughs> and it just makes it, like I just I really wish the I modern equivalent of like keeping your AOL name when it's just like. 
<laughs> Big Dick Boy <laughs> 29. <laughs> yeah. Uh, lose the homies or yeah. lose the shame. <laughs> After that, there is also a fairly significant change with game ratings in reference to not only our ESRB multi-parter, but also our Battlefront 2 blind box topic. Being as it is a bit more closely related to that one, though, I think we might wait until we get there. Mm -hmm. Then it's our uh, our Jeff Gersman episode. Uh, still one of, most, one of our most trafficked stories and mm -hmm. part of their helpful community. So I feel like I should mention the uh, CNET and therefore Giant Bomb and GameSpot Metacritic as well as... Um, that comes up a lot, uh, a lot in our show. Their recent acquisition by Red Ventures mm -hmm. for uh, five hundred million, as it was formally sold by Viacom CBS. The staff at all these outlets not really having any idea of the situation until the deal was done. It's difficult at this point to say what will fully become of this, but hopefully everybody can continue to run their uh, respective sites the way that they see fit. And originally, I had a note here regarding the wish that no one loses their job or creative works, although um, we have unfortunately already been hearing that that hasn't been the case so far. Apparently... Everyone else employed through them still only knows about as much as we currently do. Then it's Halo, which uh, Infinite still isn't out. Austin, any words? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> move on. <laughs> I know there was some people in and out of that team. Uh, I said move on. These past few months. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Other than that, it sure be fucking great for us to be able to do another live special again one day. That and more movie watching, as I uh, confidently say, there are loads of fun stuff in the docket list for that. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe we'll figure yeah, something I listened, out through Discord. I listened through back Discord, to our year one this weekend, and we talked about Final Fantasy Spirits Within, and we also talked about the Doom movie, both of yes. which we, I think we should do at yeah. some point. That would be, that would be, uh, I mean, that would be fun to watch, like a, another a movie stream, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I saw you guys posting about the Monster Hunter uh, <laughs> trailer. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What? Fucking travesty. What? Yeah. Well, it's, it makes sense for the Resident Evil people. Like, they've just been so far from the point, you know, yeah. from the entirety <laughs> at this point. Like, yeah. Every, everything they do. Yep. Same director. And he had, like, the, um, not not Paul Tom W. Wait, what's his name? Paula Sanders. It's it sounds like the other director who's actually acclaimed, but it's not. Paul Thomas Anderson is the one that's good at his job. Paul W. S. Anderson <laughs> okay. is the one that does the Resident Evil movies. Yes, and he is he's also <laughs> married to uh, Milanovic. Milanovic. Mila Jovovich. Mila Jovovich. Right. Okay, that would explain her role in every movie. Yeah, Lilo Dallas Multipass. Yeah. Oh, that movie's great. The Sega series that reminded me, Austin, about your recent uh, Dreamcast endeavors. Oh, yeah, I hacked uh, a Dreamcast. Yeah. That's been cool to toy around oh, really? with. Yeah, we played the, uh, actually, kind of a connection to another episode, we played the unreleased... Uh, Half-Life Dreamcast port. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was wild. <laughs> Wait, uh -huh. so a physical Dreamcast you hacked? Yeah, so there's, there's a thing you can buy called the GDEMU, and it's, it's a little board that has an SD card slot on it. You take out the laser that reads the discs and replace it with this little board. There's a PlayStation one going around. Yeah, put a bunch of ROMs well. on an SD card and then pop it in, and then when you boot it, it just boots to a list of all the games on the SD card, and you can just play them right off of the hardware. Uh, with the exception nice. of Half-Life, which makes sense. Really Everything cool. worked really well. Mm -hmm. Did you hack those Tamagotchi memory cards? Did you, did yes, you that the working? VMU. Yes, I have a VMU. <laughs> That shit was fucking crazy, man. Yeah, me and my friend Mike were just—he was just reminiscing about uh, we were reminiscing about Sonic Adventure two, 
and he was oh, the like, Chow Garden. He was, and I the, played it on GameCube. And, he played it on yeah. Dreamcast, where you could take those Chows out, like to school or something, <laughs> and just like you know feed them in, on your memory card. <laughs> I do real quick have to mention that the way that that Half-Life game controlled because I'm still thinking about it. Well, it's bad, but it's also (laughs) like before shit was figured out with Halo and Time Splitters and Red Faction and stuff, like it was interesting to see how they like had to port this PC game to console. So I don't know if any of you guys are Southpaws. No. no. Okay. So when I box, <laughs> don't even talk about it. <laughs> it's literally <laughs> only so, when I box. Imagine a Dreamcast controller, right? So it's kind of dual analog, but the left analog is, stick is look, and because there's only one stick, the right side of the controller with the face buttons is move. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, which you, I guess, you would want more precision on look, but. The fact that it's flipped like kind of broke my brain. You like I, I know there's probably some people that act, that maybe to this day still when playing on a controller, a first person game will will flip that stuff. Yeah, Southpaw. We'll reverse it. But oh my god, that was so weird. And it was like the D-pad down was crouched, the D-pad up was jump, so you couldn't jump and turn at the same time. But like the shooting was like you'd think naturally they do a bumper jumper thing and have like there's no bumpers that on the well no there's a left trigger yeah but there's that's not a bumper dude yeah I no I guess you're right <laughs> they don't call it trigger jumper <laughs> but it, it it was fucking weird but very fun to also I'm a, I would be remiss if I didn't make fun of you because blue shift was on there as well. uh, I like how you're like Halo and then also put Red Faction and Time Splitters with Halo Red like, Faction one predated like they're impor- Halo like one. they're important and stuff. <laughs> uh, Time Splitters <laughs> 1 <laughs> and Red Faction 1 are very important in terms of modern uh-huh, console sure. control. When's uh, when's Time Splitters Infinite coming out? <laughs> <laughs> See, you didn't respond. You didn't respond properly. That's when you, yeah, that's that's when when you, you say, say when's Halo when's Infinite, Halo Infinite com- coming yeah, out yeah. and then I leave. Yeah. <laughs> then I leave the podcast. Well, forever. because I didn't jump on it quick enough, then that means you're yeah, staying. Yeah, I made fun of myself first. <laughs> Officers um, here constructed all the jokes for us. They've never made a bad Halo game. Move on. Don't, don't say anything about that. ODST is the Spartan best Halo fight me. Didn't, didn't Spartan Assault get a sequel? When's Hayes Infinite coming out? <laughs> Soon as Korn gets back together. Oh, okay. I don't know if they're broken up. But it's just, um, <laughs> all right. Okay, another little update here. Uh, this one I like. Our Final Fantasy fourteen housing crisis episode with Chelsea on March 27th, 2020. Hold on, hold on. All the anti-capitalists in the chat, get ready to get very angry. <laughs> Continue. All right, so it was revealed that Square Enix was freezing evictions on in-game homes in the wake of the COVID-19 outbreak. They froze evictions in Final Fantasy. <laughs> well, yeah, something real, something real banks, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> that is yeah. wild. I know shit about that. Fucking, that is fucking wild. <laughs> That's like about the only you know what's funny? Like, like ESO is such like a, if you like... ESO has nothing like that. And it, the way they do their barter system is a little backwards. It's very competitive based. Like instead of most fucking MMOs where there's just a global market yeah. and it's really like streamlined, you have like individual guilds all competing for like traffic space in different towns. <laughs> I just can't imagine ESO. ESO is probably the closest to the American government when it comes to like housing <laughs> you know, and guild costs and stuff. So what you're saying is Elder Scrolls is a very conservative game. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes uh, to its market, yeah. So- 
<laughs> so the highly popular MMO, known for its crazy competitive property market, decided to waive automatic demolitions of abandoned plots often caused by players' unpaid subscriptions, and instead chose to temporarily suspend the process's typical 45-day policy to have no limit until further notice. There was also a quote... It was a very kind gesture to the locked down citizens worldwide that had to resort to unemployment, but uh, still needed a, a nice digital escape for their respective sanities. Also, as far as I can tell, this remains in effect even today, with representatives stating that they will continue to do so until the pandemic is over. That's really cool. Yeah. Good yeah, on how neat that the Square Enix is better at this than the fucking American <laughs> government. Where's my $1,200? Yeah, I want my 1200 We didn't even get our second $1,200. It's, 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 it's being held happen, uh, as happen. blackmail, isn't it? Like, not gonna happen. Yeah. Again, no politics. Sorry. <laughs> uh, well, we're talking about the video game industry. <laughs> here's something funny. Is the it? episode after that was E3. Remember those? <laughs> we can get deeper into that one during our coverage of uh, year two, though, if you prefer. Yeah, uh, save it for later. Okay. Destiny. <laughs> I think the the last piece of news that came up about this prior was their announcement that they were leaving the, the Battle.net launcher on PC in favor of just selling and launching uh, through Steam, which uh, I only found out uh, after wondering where that 90 gigs of used space was coming from on my hard drive since its <laughs> removal. <laughs> um, but a uh, question, though, is is anyone here still been playing or checking in on any of that new nope. stuff? No. no. Okay. I've, I've had a, I, have, I, I have a friend that's been trying, but this... The grind for Destiny is just... I, I do have fond memories of it, but... Me too. I've only heard bad things. I have over 2,000 hours of fond memories, and 400 of the second one. I only know this because I was talking about it yesterday. <laughs> we looked it up. <laughs> I recently was like, all right, fuck it, I'll get on. And I... It was just like maybe two months ago, I bought the... Like the whatever battle pass thing it's like yeah, 10 bucks yeah. for like a 200 or 100 days or whatever and i was just playing and i was like after two days i was like this is just trash Aww. like this game has just the potential to have so much like what used to keep me going about the game was the gameplay loop was so much fun the shooting is brilliant i still to this day think it's the best fucking first person oh, shooter it, it plays like, like ever, a dream like, physically yeah but like that's just not enough anymore there's just, like, not enough to it. I was just playing, and I was just so disenchanted with the shit I had to do that I was like, uh, this is worse. Yeah. Like, my my <laughs> initial problem with Destiny was always that it was a very linear game disguised by an open-world feel. And it's yeah. funny how much that came into uh, playing No Man's Sky made that apparent. Because, they first of all, they just ripped all of Destiny's UI design <laughs> yeah the, it and, has the loose cursor like, thing doesn't it i actually like it you know but like when you're like moving to another planet uh in like warp speed in no man's sky i'm just like wow this is like the loading screen for destiny except i'm actually going somewhere <laughs> and i have control over it if i play if i play another looter shooter a schluter if you it's will it's gonna a schluter if you will yep. it's gonna be either <laughs> avengers or the revision of anthem <laughs> that's the vow i'm making right now why because <laughs> I don't like myself <laughs> or <laughs> video games. <laughs> Wait, what's next for that 10-year plan that they were working on? They're still doing it. There's well, an they, expansion coming out. To, yeah. yeah, an expansion coming out like in okay. what? In I wasn't sure. Yeah, so, right? Next-gen versions um, of it were announced They come least, out right? December, I okay. want to say, the next-gen so, version. Does it have, does it have cross-play? It has cross-save. 
Yeah. yeah. It has cross save. Okay. Uh, no, I don't know if it has cross play. All right. I wasn't sure. It doesn't because the last time I played Destiny 2 was when some asshole currently on this podcast bought me Google <laughs> Stadia for Christmas. I, just, I don't know who that was. And the only thing that I could play <laughs> for free was Destiny 2. <laughs> and there were like 14 people on it. So... Yeah, you can be the best. You'll of the be best. the best then. Uh, yeah. Exactly, yeah. I always thought the thing that was missing from Destiny was uh, getting color banding and compression like a 240p YouTube video while I'm playing. It. <laughs> yes. So I really like the studio version. That's just a retro build, dude. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I just personally just feel like it's just like I think about this like I, I'm not trying to knock games that have like the same thing over and over again obviously sure. I play ESO I mean, I, it is just yeah. doing like the same dungeon and shit over and over again but it's different when I do like if you're just running strikes over and over again in Destiny for like some chance at one thing that you're just gonna break down it kind of sucks when it's like it feels like goals in true MMOs are more directed and Destiny's more just like do this grind and then like it doesn't really matter though you don't have to do the grind the reality is you have like very specific route to take to things like you can probably cheese your way to a high level just doing like very specific things and that's not fun mm. or you can do this deep fucking grind of all the different things which is also just not fun yeah. I, I just don't it's a bummer yeah. they're, it's just not they're really to gonna have to reinvent My, like, for, like Destiny 3 will happen mm, one day right? not. Wait, they're, they, they're sticking with 2 yeah for for how yeah. long? Forever? For, the foreseeable future, I guess. Which is a wow. shame because my problem with Destiny is not even necessarily that the loop isn't fun, but also the loop is fun. But my problem is that like <laughs> I stopped playing because other video games came out. And every time an expansion comes out, I see their trailers and I'm like, I'd like to jump into that for a little bit. It is impossible to just jump into that game yes. for a little bit and yeah. then be done. Yeah. Because there is so much shit to do and the grind is so slow that you have to, you just have to sit there and do I, it all. I have a very love-hate relationship with the way that the progress in that game is gated because it prevents if you're playing with people, it it does stop others from like just boosting ahead to the point that you'll like never be able to comfortably party up with them. But at the same time, it holds up a stop sign of like how much you can really get done exactly, in a sitting. Yeah. So That's why I'm moving to Avengers. Dude. I don't really know a solution to that. Anthem 2. <laughs> Can't wait. So back to loot boxes, everybody's favorite. Mm -hmm. um, despite Star Wars Battlefront being able to actually maintain a relatively devoted audience. Dude, speaking of, not even going to lie, I've been playing the last two days, I've been playing Battlefront 2 hardcore. Yeah? All right, well, that's what I, that's yeah. what I meant, too. Um, Sorry, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean... One group of folks that uh, assuredly weren't happy were those at the ESRB in an effort to fight against the waves of backlash from fans, parents, and governments in regards to these egregious microtransactions, the actual thing, not our show. They, on April 13th of this year, implemented a brand new label to their game box ratings. The warning would read, quote, in-game purchases, and then in parentheses underneath, includes random items. You could argue that it's maybe a little bit late to the party, but now buyers everywhere in the North Americas will know when a product offers additional blind spending or other forms of currency that support the same. One thing about this that does make me kind of curious is whether or not publishers would even be comfortable featuring such bold words on their physical units and store pages, considering the rightful stigma surrounding it. Meaning, like, do you feel that that pressures companies to figure out some other way to get money instead with the battle pass route or whatever, because that 
technically still falls under the line. That and when the getting was good for this type of shit, like... Oh, yeah, Battle Pass is definitely random loot boxes since the ESRB is just now tackling that problem. Yeah, like, those games are already out there doing it. (laughs) Battlefront destroyed that business. Battle Pass is the new thing. Yeah, exactly. And Battle Pass is not random. It does not engage psychologically the same parts of the brain that gambling does in the same way loot boxes do. It engages much different... It engages addiction, Mm -hmm. which is a much different psychological problem for people to attack. Nah. (laughs) I mean, I don't know if they said this, but does that mean they're reprinting boxes from before that date? I don't know. For game, you know, for for stuff like Overwatch or... I mean, mobile stuff, it doesn't even matter since they technically, they have their own rating system. Well, Apple does anyway. I think uh, Google Play and the Win- and Windows, they did shift to implementing the ESRB scale back in like 2015, 2016. But have any of you guys actually seen this on anything yet? No, I don't look at physical boxes anymore. Well, have you seen it on... Because going into stores is illegal or whatever. <laughs> but even on... Uh, on do they have it on... Is that on... Screen? Yeah, it's on online yeah. stores too. No, I haven't seen because no. obviously, as you mentioned, not that we've been to retailers uh, much since April, but the most what's interesting the official thing for there to be like a disclaimer for yeah. Yeah. transactions, but my, not battle passes, is what. But you're not saying. battle passes, yeah. My most so it may not game, even change a thing. My most recent game purchases were Among Us, Cook Serve Delicious Three, and Vanquish. So <laughs> no, I have not seen this warning. That's like a sale. Yeah, you were rolling in the. I the also very, got Vanquish on a, uh, on a sale. Yeah, I'm, it's five bucks right now. Mm-hmm, five bucks. I mean, what was the last thing that we all played that had loot boxes? I played Battlefront Two with Jason and Chris. Like, <laughs> yeah, what, like a couple Actually, months ago. Actually, last time I played Battlefront Two, I remember it, it. The game felt like they had absolutely gotten so much backlash because it, the whole level up system was really facilitated. Like, yeah. I, I don't I, think I, it's I easily. I don't think it's fixed though, because when we played, we played one game where Pete, there were people that have been playing clearly forever, uh, and oh yeah, yeah, they but steamrolled like because of that. I, I, in the amount of time that I was playing for maybe like a week or two, I got multiple classes up to the top rank, and that's pretty much the only thing you're, you're, you know, when you first join the game, you're when people have a higher rank than you, it's a clear, it's not like passive things like they will clearly have like a direct advantage. Yeah, you know, yeah. but. Uh, it's not so much like anymore where you have to level up through the the loot boxes. You just sort of get levels, and it seemed like so fast. It seemed like that's what they updated because of the backlash. I mean, I play loop. I don't know about loot bo- uh, loot box games, but like Fall Guys has a battle pass. Siege has a battle I pass know. now. Rocket League. Yeah, Call of Duty, Black Ops, Cold War, Ronald Reagan. <laughs> is gonna have a battle pass, and apparently they're gonna have two battle pa- three battle passes. What? One for Warzone, one for multiplayer, and one for zombies. No! And I swear to God, if the zombies multi- if the zombies battle pass <laughs> wow. makes God. that game makes the game mode worse, I'm gonna find out where Treyarch lives, and I'm gonna sternly <laughs> deliver them a sternly a worded letter. <laughs> I mean, it's a sh- it's a shame because I-, I think we said it on on the for Battlefront and the episode that Chris hosted is that game is fun. Like it's like, yeah. and it's well made. I like it when the Star Wars music comes on, and then I'm a Star Wars, and then there's a bunch of Star Wars <laughs> sounds and lights. It's great. 
It really is. Honestly, the best part of the game is all the Star Wars sounds. <laughs> I, I, wish, I, fuck, I wish Dice. And I Dice fucking hate Star work. Wars. Star Wars My, is the absolute lowest denominator. I don't know That's not I true. Really not look at, yes, look at Transformers. <laughs> listen, so, okay, listen yeah. sir. I watched the Dune movie recently with Randy and, and it's his roommate. Wonderful. And don't you dare say that Star Wars is stupid. Anybody who's ever told me that Dune is the best sci-fi of all time can fuck off Star and go Wars to hell. Have, have, I've never said Star that. Star Wars doesn't have Sting in a Speedo. <sighs> That's very true. <laughs> Their shields look pretty I don't like cool. Dune. I think Dune is stupid, <laughs> Dune too. Is don't, stupid. don't come at me. <laughs> yeah, you like Star Trek, though, where everybody's all communist or whatever. <laughs> Star Wars is like the Yo. good old US of A. I love being out of the like like I love being in the dark with Star Trek because I get to get treated to uh, a video of a dude named Riker sitting down in chairs. Oh yes, <laughs> the way he just dominates every chair by put by by straddling his leg over the chair to sit in it, and it was just amazing to me. Like <laughs> I like these little. Yeah, it's very bizarre. <laughs> Star Wars used to, to mean a, a lot to me. But yeah, Star, the original no, no, three Star Wars I, movies I, are great, and then they I'm got joking. Baby Yoda. Obviously, I'm not attacking. No, you. I I didn't read that as an attack. <laughs> nobody will cri- nobody will criticize Star Wars louder than me. Randy's well, not nobody. Huge, that's not true. Are, but you huge are stupid fan. For, like, the internet Star will Wars, do that. Though. Huge fan of Baby Yoda, Randy. I God, he I has all the pop finals. That is just marketing and focus group t- testing incarnate. Like, <laughs> yeah, but he's so cute. I though. hate it. I take, I take, you know, I take it all back. <laughs> Fuck Every Star. Star Wars fan that I talk to, like, like actual Star Wars fans, they will swear by the written material and like the Clone Wars animated animations, like all the side story, all the things that aren't the popular AAA Star well, Wars. Well, that was the thing. We mentioned this in their show before, but there was a time when it was like that universe felt crafted by all these different people with, with different ideas in a way that was fun to explore when you were young. Like it's, you know, the fact that it, it bled into comics and video games and toys was like, you know, and then Disney kind of nuked it and mm-hmm. then started it got, over. Then, then, I, got, then you know? I got capitalismed and everything's <laughs> made by one person with all the power. Yeah. Sorry, no politics. Talking about video games. Oh, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> when you when you fucking when you're playing, since you can see all the lasers, when it's like forty people charging forty people, and there's just like a fucking just like just an absolute rainstorm of lasers <laughs> going back and forth. It is fucking cool. I will admit, no, I really wish that's definitely Dice not worth a be... hundred hours on like Darth Vader. But yeah. no, I, I wish I wish Dice would be like divorced from EA in some future. Like I like to imagine that they're just totally. being restrained because they're one of the best studios that are out there. Like they've they make like incredible, and yet nobody know, knows how to use their engine. <laughs> they do, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they do. It's true. They have um, to stop making Battlefield games to teach everybody else how to use Frostbite. <laughs> Up next is the PlayStation Station. On February twentieth, twenty twenty, the Nintendo PlayStation went up for public auction making that already insane story even more insane. The fascinating and working prototype broke the internet when it was first unearthed in 2015 after being sold by former president of Sony Computer Entertainment, Olaf Olafsson, <laughs> to a man named uh, Terry Diebold for a mere 75 bucks. As uh, I'm going to change my name to Austin Austinson. <laughs> as we went over in the, <laughs> in the episode. 
but then, after foolishly rejecting a private offer for $1.2 million, our lucky owner went on to post a high-profile online auction in an effort to profit even more. However, a few weeks later, on March 6th, the item in question would instead only pull in a mere $300,000, 360k with Diebold's premium, after the time allotted, thus earning him significantly less than anticipated. Yeah, <laughs> I you regret that now, <laughs> fucking giving up $600,000. <laughs> the winning bid was from Greg McLemore, founder of both Pets.com and Toys.com, who stated that he was interested in adding it to his collection so that he may one day open a museum. Cooler than what was being done with it before, anyway, I yeah. guess. It probably would have sat in some celebrity's house, <laughs> yeah. whoever was offering a million for uh, it. Palmer Lucky tried to buy it, so as long as he doesn't own it, I don't care. God, D- doesn't he own... Who's that? He's the founder of Oculus that used all the money Facebook gave him to get Donald Trump elected. <laughs> <laughs> who, bought, who bought the uh, the Wu-Tang record? Was that Elon? Uh, no, that was um, Martin Shkreli. Oh, that was Shkreli. Yeah, I was going to say, that's, yeah. that, there's oh, yeah. fucking, that's diabetes, uh, boy. Could I forget? Well, he's locked up. <laughs> yeah, he's in jail now. Uh, at least, yeah. See, the piece itself is no doubtably a true artifact of gaming history, but the sad truth is there actually isn't particularly much that many rich people could do with it. The lesson we did learn here, though, is to maybe set greed aside and take that first opportunity if it seems generous enough. I mean, like, he got it for only $75, like, after all, like... Like, fuck it, if he sold it for a hundred bucks, it's a deal. <laughs> yeah, you could buy like a bunch of food from Taco Bell with $25. Yeah, and then you maybe you could, could win an Xbox Series that. X. Yeah. You could have grabbed that. You could that sell that for more than a fucking space station. <laughs> <laughs> then it's our uh, our first microtransactions. Uh, I always like those. All I have for mine is that Australia still hates drugs. Uh, on March 15th, 2019, a silly arcade sports indie game called Super Blood Hockey was banned after being released two years prior when it was discovered that you could drug up your hockey players to take on the opposing teams. Roids, I assume, but it was not specified in the press release I found. Now, Austin, I, I believe there was something you wanted to shout out in reference to your folding at home I'll section. I'll get to it with microtransactions, too. Okay. Yeah. So Destructive Creations, the not-so-fine developers of Hatred, shipped not one, not two, but three new video games. Is Defense, or IS Defense, in 2016, which I may have missed before, my bad, Ancestor's Legacy in 2018, and Daymare 1998 in 2019. Supposedly the latter two reviewed okay, the first not so much. I read that it was also about the expansion of ISIS, so... (laughs) Oh. But hey, no controversies or AO uh, ratings this time. So yeah, whatever. Then it was our uh, our Halloween specials, our next from last year. Funny to think about after just finishing its sequels. My subjects are pretty resolute, but uh, Austin, uh, did any more of that uh, curse strike in the uh, world the, of American football? The Madden 20, <laughs> Besides COVID. Yeah, anyway. the Madden 21 cover athlete got hit with two strikes, which was the Madden curse and also the Drake curse. The, the musician? Yeah. Which is apparently <laughs> okay. like if he wears your jersey, it's bad. I didn't know but that then, was a thing. Is it because then you're associated with a pedophile? Is that why? No, <laughs> just, you know, because he wore a jersey of somebody once and then they like broke their ankle or something. But then <laughs> in an interview, the Madden 21 athlete whose name escapes me because I don't watch football uh, said that it's fine because the two curses cancel each other out. Is and that how it works? He is still playing football and not hurt, so... Okay. Well, for now, we'll see how the rest of this he season He beat the goes. curse by getting Drake to wear his jersey. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, then it's uh, Eve Online. Chris, I know you and Jason were telling me and Austin the other day about some pretty wild shit that's been happening over there in that realm, adding more uh, yeah. to our already zany-filled adventure one. that you covered. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna, I started writing some stuff down today. I'll give you the short version of what I was talking about, but I'm gonna hold off because I messaged our chat. And yeah, you're saying maybe a part we definitely two. Need to do a part two <laughs> because I stumbled upon an insane fucking story. That's awesome. That is absolutely worth telling, and it'll probably take 20, 30 minutes to tell that story alone. <laughs> so I think like. Just we'll. I think we'll do a part two. Or we'll do another grouping of stories from right. Evil Online. I'm excited, but yeah, give us a bite size of. But just a quick little version of one of the stories. Basically, there was a, a member of I don't know his exact faction, but he was a fleet commander under the Imperium, I believe, which is like the biggest faction in the game. Goon Swarm is like the central group inside of the Imperium, and he went off to military service. He was deployed somewhere, and. uh when he came back, they denied him his job back as a fleet commander. And wow. he was like, all right, fuck <laughs> you. And then started his own like faction with the sole purpose of destroying <laughs> the leader of Goon Swarm. Hell yeah. And has since then rallied almost double the amount of players in the Imperium to his side wow. and started almost the, the equivalent of World War II in, <laughs> in EVE. And it's happening right now. It's still going oh on as of right now. Um, and he started literally like this, just, just in a, <laughs> just a staggeringly large war. Well, keep an eye and on how that plays out. Yeah. <laughs> like, holy yeah. shit. With literally his sole focus is just like I I obviously I can't make him quit the game. If I could, I would. <laughs> but my intention is to make it so that they're never the same again. So they scatter. He wants to destroy Goonsworm once and for all and make sure they like never come like they're so scattered that they can't come back for a while. Man, he is pissed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is Vendetta War. I love it. And that's, he's like, that's my motive. I just want to completely destroy him. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> that Truly the, the the attitude of an ex-goon. That's, that's great. Well, another yeah. page in their history book. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and there was also something interesting. There's a, there's a big PvE thing that just happened in EVE as well, where like, there's like, um, I, I think we talked about it before, how there's like PvP space and there's like safer space where you can't do as much player killing. And in that space, they started some PvE event where like aliens were invading and you could either help or hurt them. And huh. uh, one faction was going to benefit if the aliens won. So basically, they tricked the Imperium into joining the alien side <laughs> so that they would do the work for them because they were the biggest faction <laughs> and like got them to help. Yeah, it was a very cool story. Like they basically were like, yeah, we're getting involved. And they're like, wait, what? And they're like, yeah, because because it's important to us. And they're like, no, we we hate you. So they got like they literally used spite to get the biggest faction involved to, to do their bidding for them. And I just thought it was like. I don't know. It's just very clever. Oh my God. That fucking game is full of people like just being expert saboteurs. That's great. <laughs> now, World of Warcraft. Okay. Our uh, awesome episode, Mr. Dan Bittner. I, yeah. I hear this is quite uh, the interesting update to this one as well. well if you care if to you explain. Would, if you would believe it, a story that was studied by epidemiologists <laughs> got a big boost this year. Yeah. <laughs> First off, we talked about WoW Classic. Yes. A lot in that episode. Yeah, I was curious. Uh, Zulgarub, the raid that Corrupted Blood took place in, was released in WoW Classic in April of this year. How did they handle that? However, 
because WoW Classic is based on the most recent patch of Warcraft, it includes the hotfix that fixes uh, the problem. Therefore, there was no more corrupted blood this oh, time. Oh, that's no fun. Yeah. <laughs> and I want to, but I want to read also, it got a lot of publicity because obviously of COVID. And yeah. a lot of epidemiologists have been quoted saying that the data collected from studying corrupted blood did play a part in their Fuck yeah. dealings with the coronavirus. And here is a quote. I'm going to read two bits. One is from okay. Matthew Rossi at blizzardwatch.com. is a like a Blizzard blog, but he puts it better than I could. So I just want to read this little bit. Lower level characters were killed almost instantly by the 300 or so damage every time the plague ticked, but higher level characters could survive it, and thus some players immediately began spreading it on purpose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the <laughs> the bioterrorist. The mode. behavior of interest to the researchers looking into COVID 19, because it's similar to the way some people, when presented with changes to their lives intended to prevent the spread, will instead refuse to make those changes. <laughs> you don't it's say. not exactly the same motivation. While there are people who have gone around licking things on purpose or otherwise behaving in a manner deliberately designed to spread it, the behavior of players more accurately maps to that of people who ignored warnings and continued the spread. However, I, whoa, whoa. I thought you said we we weren't going to get political. <laughs> However, as fascinating and disturbing as the parallels between the pandemic and this video game plague are, we won't be seeing piles of dead bodies in our auction house this time around. This is about the game, not real life. <laughs> Patch 1.7 was hotfixed to prevent Hunter and Warlock pets from spreading corrupted blood, and WoW Classic will be running on that hotfix code when Zolgreb goes live in April, which is just as well, in my opinion. While players today talk somewhat fondly about the incident with the benefit of hindsight, at the time, it was almost impossible to play the game, especially if you made use of the Oxen House in any regularity and otherwise frequented Orgamar or Ironforge. Mm. Yeah, I think it'd probably be in bad taste yeah. to fucking have that happen too. Yeah, yeah. I, I like. That's I just true. like the quote about how sure. low-level players were affected, but high-level players weren't, uh. so therefore they didn't follow the guidelines. <laughs> Interesting parallels to the real to real life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Republicans. Are you saying that people who have the privilege to be fucking stupid can harm others? <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, and Bold claims. This is another quote. I mentioned that the epidemiologists who studied the corrupted blood incident and wrote papers on it, Dr. Nina Pfefferman and Dr. Arif Lofgren, in 2007 published a paper on their findings. The only thing I have here is that uh, Dr. Nina Pfefferman was quoted in an interview recently saying that that paper was consulted uh, <laughs> to help inform her current research in the predictive modeling of COVID-19. So, cool. Yes. Huh. We did that episode like a couple months before we knew the yeah. world would collapse. Very interesting. <laughs> so I'm glad World of Warcraft is good for something after all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, fast-forwarding now past our previous recap special, so everything we're going to discuss here on out is new. Well, not new, but yeah, uh, you know what I mean. (laughs) The first full revisits of these episodes, anyway. Beginning with the one on the voice actor strike at number 51. Austin, I know this was yours, but uh, I remain proud of that title. Was there anything you wanted to take a look at there? Yes, uh, no new news. However... I did mention this in the episode, the agreement between SAG-AFTRA and the Video Game Publishers uh, Alliance or whatever was approved by majority vote in November of 2007 and created a deal lasting three years. Hmm. 
So it is currently, as of recording this, Wait. close to the end of October 2020. Therefore, next month their deal expires. Oh, you mean 2017? Yeah, that's what I said. No, you said 2007. Oh, shit. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's all right. I got the, the thing about... Uh, Corrupted blood. Yeah. twenty November 2017, <laughs> deal lasting three years. It okay. is almost November 2020 as of this recording and will be November 2020 when this comes out. Yeah. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah, that'll be interesting. Uh, <laughs> we'll see if they just extend that deal or if there's another fight. Who knows? Uh, on to the Game Awards. That was fun. Uh, we certainly didn't uh, mean for that series to go as long as we did, but, you know, we're passionate people. We don't get to give deeper opinions on... So many games, uh, especially current ones, that often on here. Plus, to the uh, the kind of like betting, like sort of aspect was a good time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so just recently, on September twenty third, after an unsure year, it was revealed that the annual show would continue again in twenty twenty. No news yet on the nominations or how they will even be handling it, uh, both in terms of rules and the event itself probably safe to say the live in-person element <laughs> won't occur. One thing that is for certain, though, is that we're going to be covering it again. This go likely much shorter <laughs> uh, when you think about the uh, amount of titles that even made it out these past months and uh, what we were personally able to finish. Maybe we'll just split the before and after into one full ep. We haven't decided exactly yet. You know, just like combining that audio into... Mm. But we'll see. But yeah, look out for that. The, the show itself will take place on December 10th and is said to be streaming from Los Angeles, Tokyo, and London. Hopefully they'll unveil some new shit. They usually do. Uh, the Series X even made its debut here last year. Uh, anywho, next up was Microtransactions number two. I don't really have much to say on mine other than a thank you to Scott the Waz for making me uh, first aware of the debacle that was Poop Slinger. <laughs> uh, I forgot to shout him out before, but he's the man. Uh, check him out. Now, Austin... Uh, I didn't mean to jump the gun before on... Well, I wanted on, to group these together because I, I kind of grouped microtransactions one and two together because yeah, I did Folding yeah. at Home and then I did Fold It, which is a branch-off thing. That was that game that lets you fold proteins. Mm -hmm. Both of those have also been used to study COVID. That's right pretty on. much my only update. Fold It had a, uh, had a game where people could try folding the COVID proteins to try to get research for a vaccine. And folding at home's computing power that I talked about was used for the same thing. So, mm. more COVID updates. That's about it. Yeah. Look out here first. <laughs> yes. All your, your COVID. No, de no, please don't. Please don't. <laughs> your COVID <laughs> podcast. Please go find a reputable <laughs> quick news service. I just want to. Like Twitter. Since I'm talking about COVID so much, I just want to say wear a mask. Stay inside as much as possible. And that's it. I guess vote. <laughs> Maybe. The, the third piece in this one, uh, <laughs> yeah. um, but was uh, that was on the uh, the Congo War that Chris covered, which uh, was intense to listen to. I'm sure the fight for any precious metals after this has ended, right? Everyone's got enough? Yeah, the Congo is totally safe from foreign imperialism, and there, I think they actually sell rainbows on every street corner, oh, and you can just buy them. And they what a lovely up update! Yeah, hunger and that's thirst. so nice. Yeah. <laughs> With not a hint of sarcasm. <laughs> uh, that it's the uh, the Mirai botnet, which is also a crazy one. Uh, Those people are still arrested. Yeah. And I think that they've made bots that are better than the Mariah botnet by now. <laughs> Has Minecraft itself come any closer to taking down the internet yet again? Or 
No. Steve's invading Smash Bros. Yeah, Steve's in Smash Brothers. <laughs> With his new net Nazis for work yeah, windscreen. If you, uh, <laughs> yeah, stakes his dick or whatever. If you grab. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Please don't ever patch that, Nintendo. Yeah. If you use his side B, Bank of America crashes. <laughs> we can only be so Hell lucky. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think you guys know what we started after this. The Tetris Gauntlet. Oh, Jesus Christ. I still appreciate Who you, let uh, you all letting me take Tetris over for that long. the first two months of the year. It was a massive epic. one of our biggest mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> Would you uh, believe that I seriously don't have much to add? Really? Well, it'll just be a couple quick shots, I promise. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. How could you have anything to add? Welcome back to part two of our year two recap. Uh, yeah, I, welcome back to part five where we talk about Lexi Pajitnoff for an uh, hour again. Uh, hey, I already made uh, my corrections in the middle of the series, luckily. But basically, Tetris is still continuing to kill it. Is it? Yeah, there's about to be new <laughs> entries soon with Poyo Poyo Tetris 2 and Tetris Effect Connected that I can't wait for. They hacked um, Tetris 99. What do you feel about that? I did see that. <laughs> and then the, those devs went on to make that Mario 35 game that'll disappear in a couple months for some fucking stupid reason. There was also, speaking of dumb, that mobile app where you could make money off Tetris by winning against other people. I played H that. HQ style. But there's no way in space hell that I'm going to play that shit on a I touch played screen. That's the most, most I've played Tetris. As I've stated before. It's the best version of Tetris currently on the market. You disgust me. Uh, Tetris <laughs> was always meant to be played with touch controls. <sighs> Just leave it at that. And then uh, also I have that, that Tetris movie that was greenlit back in 2016 where it was supposed to be, quote, an epic sci-fi adventure uh, that will form part of a trilogy. Classic Tetris. Yeah. Well, this thankfully has not come out uh, or come to fruition in any way. All you got to do is like take Bridge of Spies and just put a line block <laughs> in it somewhere. None <laughs> of the Tetris movie. So this this was said to be coming from Threshold Entertainment and filmed overseas in China for a budget of $80 million. More importantly, however, a second film about the history of the game itself was also announced. This was on July 18th, this past summer. <laughs> this was reported by the Elk Valley Times. It essentially will tell the same origin story along with the legal battles that succeeded it, like we did. You think that'll be a four-part? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Randy. if Randy wrote a fucking Peter Jackson had to take up the goddamn <laughs> directing it. But it's just like us, uh, but instead, uh, uh, Taron Egerton, is he's going to be starring as Hank Rogers. That's pretty good. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, do you think we get somebody to pay us $80 million for your episodes? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. This could be dope. Uh, I feel like the, the whole thing, uh, it absolutely lends itself well to a good docudrama, if, if done right. Although, uh, just remember, everybody, that if and when it does come out and uh, inevitably gets all the facts wrong, know that you heard it all accurately Yo, here first. Idea. We're true blue here at Hot Button. Idea. We'll do a movie commentary, but instead of making fun of the movie, you'll just live fact check it. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm so in. <laughs> everybody would want to listen to that. Chris palming for two hours while you go, it's not like it didn't happen. Yeah. You are. You should already hear the shit I talk before I got. Oh, I do. Well, <laughs> before I got my Tetris tattoo, and I was looking up people that uh, other other folks that got Tetris tattoos, and their colors were wrong. I know. I designed the colors. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you were very strict about what they could be. Thank you. Yeah. 
There's a okay. So for anybody, for anybody who listens, who's been to my house, you know that wide fan base. Um, I think there's like two people in our kitchen. <laughs> in our kitchen, we have a big. We have poster board like all over the walls with like just hours and hours of drawings from random people. All kinds of and great stuff. One of stuff, my favorites. Yeah is there's a really small section where somebody drew Tetris blocks. I'm assuming Austin. That might have been me. I don't know. Randy drew them. Okay. Well, okay, so the colors are wrong. What? No, that that was not me then. It wasn't me either. Then then (laughs) somebody writes, somebody writes, R dot dot as in Randy is saying this. This is supposed to be blue, I think it says. (laughs) That was me, okay. And then under it, it just says A from Austin. It says, you should be likable. <laughs> I didn't see that update. You didn't? Fuck you. <laughs> well, good to know that that's still there. God. I'm, so, at a party. So, I'm so funny, dude. Well, speaking of funny... Twitch plays Pokemon, one of our most successful episodes to date in terms episode, of reach yeah. and listens. Sorry, I know I'm jumping around a little with uh, how some of these multi-parters are split up, but but yeah, if you haven't heard uh, this one yet, please look into it. It's fucking hilarious. Uh, I can't really think Bird of... Jesus. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of the names. Oh, there was an update. Oh, was there? Because I didn't think there was much to amend here. I don't have this a... written down, so if I get this wrong, I apologize, but they are still doing stuff like this. Yeah, There's I was going to ask recently, There was recently now. a fish has been playing Pokemon, yes. I want to say what? Sapphire, <laughs> and found a glitch that nobody has found to this day. That's the most amazing thing yeah. I've ever heard. There was a fish just floating around a fishbowl, and depending on what sector the fishbowl he was in, it would hit a button, and the the fish unintentionally found a glitch that nobody has discovered yet in Pokemon Sapphire. What was the glitch? The way, Do you remember? Uh, no, I can look it up, though. Okay. No, it did fucking bosses. Dude, it made progress. <laughs> How insane is that? That If that isn't just the monkey keyboard theory and fucking work, then it's just like, I don't know that what it is. That fish rules. Like, I, mean, trial and <laughs> I know you briefly mentioned some of the modded stuff before after they ran out of the rest of the mainline Pokemon franchise to do. But. That's mostly what they do now. Mostly the the whole group effort stuff now mostly consists of modded versions of Pokemon, like either random gens or like versions that are um, just, I don't know, like just yeah. added things yeah. or uh, all the items are here or some shit like that. Who knows? Um, I'd love to see Fish play chess. Like two two different fish. Yeah. Two different oh, like wait, like bowls. fish versus fish. Yeah, the fish yeah. on fish. Fish on fish. Yeah. <laughs> One of the first things I, I check saw after, after Twitch Plays Pokemon was uh, fish play Street Fighter, where it was two fish. <laughs> that I was aware. And then they fought each other. Because yeah, right, it reminded ready? me of fish. Center. This is this is from Ethan Gatch at Kotaku okay. uh, from October twelfth, twenty twenty. A YouTuber's pet beta fish accidentally stumbled onto a glitch in Pokemon Sapphire. Lala, who belongs to Japanese YouTuber Madukimaru, was wandering around the Game Boy Advance's game's seafloor cavern when it made a discovery. The fish was pushing boulders around with the help of the HM strength ability for several (laughs) minutes when eventually the boulders started to multiply when pushed. Moving in a specific pattern resets some of the rocks instead of moving them around and you can create duplicates. This was later confirmed by the Pokemon modding community who were able to recreate the glitch. The glitch that had to have just broken the chat. <laughs> yeah. I know. Recorded also, the fact there that somewhere. it was the sea floor level, the fish discovered a fucking glitch. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Oh, that's well, yeah, so good. There's your update. All right. Well, uh, bust out those visors, everyone, because up next is the guy game. 
And before you ask, no, my copy has not come in yet. And that's because I... But it's... It, it's that's coming. because but I never buy, ordered it. Just, it. One. I did not. That's why it's not here. <laughs> did you not buy one because it's gross and exploitive of women or because you don't have like $70? It's, <laughs> it's the first one. But the second is like, you're not like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, he, had to, he had to mention the second one. So. It's mainly well, it, the first one, <laughs> yeah. but also a little bit the second one. The first one is one that would prevent it, prevent me from buying it if I was if I did have the money, uh-huh. which I don't. Well, how about this? Since I know you want it so much, how's it, your next birthday? Right, I, I relieve myself of any responsibility because you just want it so much. So I know you want it. It's just sort of a gift. Oh my if god! If I did have it, I would how never. How funny play would that be if we all pitched in and bought Randy a copy of the guy game? And then made fun of him. <laughs> and then made fun of him it. on the podcast for owning it. No, that's just a gift for you guys. Then you have to sell it to get rid of the that's curse, just dude. That and that's given. even worse than owning it, is selling it. It'd have to be sealed so you know that I never, like... No, it has to be unsealed so we know you no. play it all the time. <laughs> no, no, no. We're going to get elaborate with this. We'll basically have you open it in your sleep. Fingerprints and all. <laughs> tuck it in with me and then take a picture. It's like, like that bedtime story from Tim and Eric when they do the whole just, photo shoot while you sleep. It's just Randy sleeping but sitting up holding an Xbox controller. <laughs> and then behind him is a TV of... playing the game and it's just us giving thumbs up. Every weekend of Bernie's yeah. like we, we, we take like dozens of photos of it with perfect lighting and like... <laughs> And then we'll say that's obviously a bit. Then you can sell it, and whoever you sell it to will give a special episode of Chris Hansen's Crime Watch, and we can get somebody on the tail end. That, that topic, though, was probably like my personal favorite of mine this year, just because like it was just so dumb and and kind of poetic in a way, is that it was oh, the yeah, that's last a good point. episode. What's my favorite topic that I covered this year? Sorry, continue. No, I was just gonna, I was gonna say this, this was our this was our last episode where we were able to record together in person. Before you think the maybe there's a reason for that. You think maybe <laughs> I'm just saying what a, what a way to go out, think maybe right? I just like, didn't want to be around you anymore with your weird perversion. <laughs> <laughs> so this takes us to our first remote cast, Lady Pac-Man. Austin, uh, I wasn't sure if there was much else that could have come up, although we also could talk a little bit more about. The transition online here, if you guys wanted. Sure, yeah. There's not no updates on Miss Pac-Man. It's still better than Pac-Man, and was still created by <laughs> Americans, and Japanese people still suck. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, that's true. But uh, Jason, what do you feel is the most like radical change with in terms of like mixing or editing since this? Like, has it been easier, harder? The syncs at the beginning are always always. It's been a little better, honestly. Uh, yeah, in, in one right. in one way, just just that I have more isolation, you know. Mm. So it's that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, less like basically it actually gives me more freedom to cut things because before if you know say someone was talk I don't know like if Chris says something that you know is underneath you guys in the wrong moment I can completely cut him and it's fine but I couldn't do that before because you'd still hear his voice in the background you know saying yeah, something yeah. so it would be yeah. weird like so I, I actually have more liberty and I think I've been cutting making more drastic cuts because of it but you know obviously not. Is that why I've sounded so smart lately? <laughs> yeah, no, no, we've been giving you smart pills in your breakfast. <laughs> yeah, I've been slipping you limitless pills before each, in your vodka before each episode. I was episode. also about to make a limitless fucking joke. No, you're not that athletic. <laughs> After this was another bigger one, a thorough tale of something anyone that has probably ever listened to us is surely familiar with, Valve. Who? 
<laughs> I learned a whole lot in this one, uh, Chris. I don't know if there were further things you wanted to tack on to that The only thing trilogy. I really want to say about Valve is they've made, apparently, one of the best games that nobody can play <laughs> this year. Yeah. There's a very interesting short interview with Jeff Keighley about his kind of history with Half-Life. It's called like The Last Minutes of Half-Life Alex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you should check oh, it out. Yeah, yeah okay. it's really cool. It's kind of it's really short. It's only like what five minutes tops long, yeah, but it's very like charming. Yeah. And uh it's pretty interesting. Nothing new with Valve. I do want to continue. Obviously, we're gonna have part three eventually, and we'll have really we'll talk about the history of their VR. Yeah. And we'll talk about, you know, with Steam and all that stuff. So just just keep your ear to the ground. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Put on your VR headset. Yeah, it'll be a <laughs> yeah. VR episode. You can only listen to it if you own an God. index. <laughs> oh, that's sort of the onset of a VR episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, now it's uh, it's failure time again with SimCity 2013. Before I get into a recent report, though, with yet another hopeless movie venture, I heard you went back and played some more of this, Austin. <laughs> Uh, Great. Uh, yeah. Sim City 2013, better than City Skylines. I think you said that on the recording, too. I did. You're, you're wrong. Um, it's great. I'm, I'm just going to scroll down a little bit. There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a pop. Well, I don't want to say polish. That's the wrong word. There's a design <laughs> element to SimCity 2013 that I appreciate. Yeah, I, it's, I, I it's don't think stream, polish is the, streamlined. the wrong word. The, the, like It's streamlined and people keep shitting too much. In my city. Oh. <laughs> you got that's you got a poop my, problem in your society? Yeah, that's my only poop update. Problems. Where's it going? They keep protesting all the shit. <laughs> but yeah, so shortly after we went live with this one, Legendary Pictures announced on April 29th, 2020, that a live action interpretation of both SimCity and The Sims is now in the works. Although mm, neither the can't uh, yeah, <laughs> neither the production company nor EA has officially commented on it to confirm, the leak was from the GWW, which is a reputable movie and comic website, I am told. Of course, this kind of stuff happens constantly in that industry, so I ain't holding my breath anyway. What if it starts off the trailers like <laughs> from the director of Monster Hunter, and it's just a Humvee <laughs> driving down the God. street, okay? That's how Sim trailer starts. <laughs> Mila Jovovich. Is it driven by Mila Jovovich? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Working your way backwards from military Honestly, And then though, just, just a 50 cal tearing into a fucking suburban uh, house. Honestly. Just ripping and siding to shreds. My favorite you know part of I mean? Monster Hunter World was the driving. <laughs> so, makes a lot of sense. We'll get we'll get this. No director or actors have uh, been attached. There was a screenplay writer in the information they received who does not have an IMDb page. Apparently, the one looking to be a quote comedic version of a Roland Emmerich esque disaster movie. I was about to say that. That sounds dope. inside of the world of SimCity. That sounds great. Yeah. I, I don't. Well, with I think they're having trouble because Hollywood. We we don't want Hollywood to cast Scarlett Johansson in, in a simless role, <laughs> so we need to find. Well, that would make if yeah, if every line of dialogue in the movie was. <laughs> I mean, the, these studios executives should know though that uh, that Roland Emmerich films are they're already comedies. So 2012 is a very serious movie. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and this will be a great segue into something else unnecessary, but important for us and what we provide. Austin, it's Duke Nukem time. Is that his catchphrase? Oh, hold on. Uh, oh, Shit, yeah, pull it fuck. up. Uh, you missed a shot. Fuck. <coughs> I downloaded iOS 12 and I moved all my apps around. <laughs> 
I can tell you that his catchphrase is not it's Duke Nukem time. Blow it out your ass. Hail to the king, baby. So what, what's going on with all those goddamn lawsuits? Was this okay. just a spat between old friends that strategically made its way public for slamming? No. Not that that covers everything. But. So I mentioned on our year one update, and I believe I also mentioned on the Duke Nukem episode that we did, yeah. that the composer of the original Duke Nukem soundtrack... Oh, oh God, I forgot about this. Um, ...was suing... Gearbox because they bought the rights to Duke Nukem, but his music was actually not part of the rights. 3D Realms licensed the music from him, and 3D Realms never told Gearbox that they needed to license the music from him, so they just put the music in the game, and then he sued them, and then they settled it out of court. <laughs> Our update now is that Gearbox is currently suing 3D Realms for not telling them that they needed to license the music. They're trying to get damages and legal fees covered for that previous lawsuit. And I have a quote here from good old Randy Pitchford and said, we are literally in the middle. Either Bobby, the composer, his name's Bobby, Mm. is right and, and deserves to be paid, in which case 3D Realms is wrong, or 3D Realms is right and Bobby's wrong, and we don't know. So we need to bring a judge in and have a... Look at things from both sides. <laughs> Nothing about Duke Nukem is about profit at this point. It's all about goodwill. Hmm. Class, classic Duke Nukem. <laughs> goodwill. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess we'll that's see our only update. How that shapes out. At that lawsuit is still currently ongoing. I think the courts are a little backed up. Why? Right now, <laughs> with all those evictions. No, they froze that. Square Enix said that the home, nope, that's a game. That the house is in front. Of, <laughs> Real life is a nightmare. <laughs> I don't want to live there. No, I want to live in uh, Erzeth. Is that the name of the world? Yeah, Cyrus Cyrodiil. Nope. <laughs> I know when uh, when I came in earlier, I think you were saying that we must have already covered the results of that. The stuff going on previously. In I our talked year about one the lawsuit recap. being filed in the year one recap in relation to Randy Pitchford. Yeah. I talked about the lawsuit being settled, I believe, in the Duke Nukem episode, and now oh, the countersuit has happened since then. Got it. Okay. Still ongoing. This one's a little hard to keep track of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, now you get to keep going, man, because it's the year of us talking about E3 and the year of no E3. Yeah, uh, which we covered on feel? the episode, obviously. We did, yeah. This was the history of E3 one, which... Um, I honestly think that was my favorite one I did this year. Yeah. Uh, apparently, the listeners disagree. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's fine. I'll go fuck myself. Um, <laughs> They're wrong. It's fine. But yeah, E3 this year went off without a hitch. Uh, it's still going on, actually, because originally they were like, hey, we're going to split it up and everybody's going to get their own day to do their conferences. And then Ubisoft was like, what? We're going to do like four. And then Ubisoft forward. Ubisoft forward. Everybody started their own Nintendo Direct. They're all bad at it, including Nintendo. (laughs) And also the new consoles are coming out and we still don't know. That was the the joke. They revealed the PS5. This will PS5 will be out by the time this comes out, but it is not out as of recording. It'll they, be. It'll just be out. I yeah, think. yeah. They revealed the PS5 UI, and Sony released a video of Sid Schumann like explaining the new features of the UI. And at the end of it, he just goes, 
Now, we would get into like launching games or friends lists or trophies, but we don't have time for that today. <laughs> and I was watching somebody react to it. They just go, why don't you have time? This is a VOD. What is, what is your time limit? Oh, it's so confusing. <laughs> yeah, they got to step down off that stage real quick. Those people need to be reined in. And I think we talked about this, but I think that's why E3 needs to exist. And we don't know. I think E3 is planned for next year. We don't yeah. know what the state of the so world will gonna, be by June. I was going to bring that up because everything they did have lined up or I guess have planned now sounded pretty terrible though it I don't know it still makes me sad that they're you know if, if there wouldn't if there isn't going to be a massive event like this for the world to all collectively pay attention to games and where all those in the field get to be together at the same place and time mm-hmm. like, I don't know it's enjoyable to follow and makes for interesting content and conversation there's obviously I, a huge sense of spectacle I about it to both that, love and hate even if it's mostly hate lately i do know that they hired jeff keely to come in and like revamp their presentation and stuff so that summer games fest I mean, thing left, wasn't like, great but it was more well done than any of the game companies handled this yeah year. i mean i don't think that was his fault no was, no no he did the summer games fest thing yeah that's what i mean yeah like that's what i mean his reveals were actually like he did like one a day for like two months and it was, oh, it was yeah. actually okay, pretty cool. cool and then ubisoft's just like tune in this sunday at like 1 45 p.m and we're gonna tell you more about watch <laughs> it's like i hate it here i mean ea's thing was lame too oh EA's thing was awful yeah but everybody reinforcing its obsoleteness does hurt it does hurt smaller devs like it absolutely does yeah i, I and there's still such a part of me that always like shout out to um that always kind of dreamed of attending it <laughs> despite the offerings to the public uh these shout past few shows being pretty bad. Shout out to Kind of Funny, because they went through with their indie game showcase, despite yes, E3 being canceled. Yeah, that yeah. was very was cool of them. them to showcase some indie games, as well as PC Gamer went through with the PC Gaming show, which had a couple neat reveals. Mm. I remember that. Yeah, I think we watched those streams. And like, Sony's wild, man. Like, <laughs> they're like, we're not doing E3 anymore. We got this. And then they put out a state of play, and it's like the worst thing ever. And then they're like, the PS5 is coming out and nobody gives a shit. What are you going to do? And then they put on like the best conference anybody's seen in like two years. <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, all right, here's the UI, the Burger King. Yeah, that that was <laughs> that was not as well produced, which is funny because they're they're clearly taking a page out of Nintendo's book mm-hmm. doing this. But they're better at it than Nintendo. Like that, that first PS5 showcase was great. There was a lot of games in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like nonstop shit. Yeah. I mean, even the, even the second one was good. It was just in the context of being like pre-order start tomorrow, and then they started like ten minutes later, and <laughs> they all sold out instantly. And <laughs> I mean, as far as shows go, at least there's still packs, of course. Uh, I mean, there was anyway. I know we're all just getting closer and closer, never leaving the house again, and everyone handling these type of things online, which I clearly get. But you know, I'm not ready to embrace that. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. I hope E3 continues in some form. Yeah. Or we shall see. Or if it doesn't, I hope all the companies get better at I mean, revealing their information. I do see that there are dates for 2021. You think it's going to happen? I think it'll happen for sure. Well, assuming that they can hold a press conference next June, you know, hold a conference. I mean, I feel like conventions are probably... L- the last thing to be reinstated? Yeah. Well, yeah, along with concerts and sporting events that are of a specific scale and size. Sure. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I think it'll happen in some form again. If COVID is still going on, that's the death of E3. And if COVID is not going on, they better get they better do something. Because if not, E3 is going to die anyway. <laughs> yeah, 
microtransactions numero three. Which section first? I'm, I'm not sure if I went in order before. But Chris and Jason, how goes ESO? Is our is our boy still sleeping on those bridges? I've never found I've looked, tried to look for him several times. <laughs> never, never found yeah, him. Never Did he blow up a little too much? And now it's like... I you don't know. know. What's hey, up, you know what's blowing up is uh, me and Chris uh, fucking playing little little shows up in Vivek City, getting up, yeah. you know, <laughs> getting up on the post. Oh, honestly, that like that that game is so. Uh, first of all, there an emote just unlocked for everyone that's called "Wash Your Damn Hands," and it's like a, a hand washing <laughs> emote. And the, the day that it came in, like I just I spawn in, and immediately people in the town are just going, "No excuses, wash your hands." You know, like, it's like just it's just like I I love. The they got it right in there. Yeah, like it, uh, it's funny because like sometimes the zone chat can be like dreadfully political in the worst way, <laughs> and I'm just like I'm glad that it's at a max. I mean, that whole that whole game is sort of progressive. Like it, you know, it tackles like racism and sexism, and uh, you know, so it, it makes sense that it's it just seems like they're writing teams on the progressive side. It makes sense that they would take that stance, but it's just cool seeing it. No, it's good. And it and it sounds like they have a very supportive community of that. But oh wait, wait, sorry, I, I forgot we were supposed to get political. I didn't, yeah. right. No, no politics, only video games. Right, right, Everybody right. knows that video games aren't political. <laughs> yeah, Activision and Ubisoft told me so. Yeah, right. uh, yep. Cyberpunk is just a power fantasy. Yep. I was told by a uh, Facebook comment. Well, Cyberpunk. <laughs> wait, really? <laughs> what? Yeah, Cyberpunk isn't Cyberpunk isn't political. It's just anti-consumerist, anti-capitalist, and uh, anti-corporatist. That's yeah. all. That's not political stuff. It's not political stuff unless they uh, shrink the size of the boobs. It's, 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 punk it's, uh, punk is a genre of music, Austin. That's <laughs> I, can't, I can't completely stand by it with, with total faith after hearing the um, the crunch story, though. Yeah. Yeah, like, that, uh, that was... Punk is a completely apolitical uh, genre of music, too, which is... I mean, they, they were the ones that previously and publicly announced that crunch was not going to be a... I know. They should have yeah. just delayed it again. Uh, I have conflicting feelings on that. On the one hand, Crunch is awful. On the other hand, at least, and this is not an excuse, but at least they live in Poland and not America. Right, we're labor and they laws do have, They do have profit sharing at CD Projekt Red. Oh, so do they? Okay. My, my whole thing about Crunch is that I wish Crunch wasn't a thing, uh, but capitalism hear. kind of forces Crunch to be a thing. Yeah. And um, I don't like crunch at all, but I especially don't like crunch when the employees that are being forced to crunch aren't seeing any benefit from giving in their extra time to make the product better. So at least there's yeah. some form of profit sharing there that incentivizes, you know, if Cyberpunk sells better because it's a better game because they crunch, then at least they see some sharing of the profits from that. Not I that read that something excuses that was like, it. Everybody volunteered to crunch, and I'm like, how much of that is true? <laughs> forced volunteer. That's not true. Yeah, they yeah. did not force. They they just kind of decided on it. They didn't they're really paying, talk to anybody. They're being paid but. double time as well, from what I heard. Yeah, like, that's good. They live in Poland. The workers' protections in Poland are better than America, so it's not the same as the Last of Us crunch stuff. Even though, from what I hear, Naughty Dog still treats their employees a little bit better than some other devs that aren't getting the limelight but like mm -hmm. you know to dig for a silver lining at least they are getting paid do you, compensated do you think if if cyberpunk didn't have so many set dates like that you know were were missed that they they would have been more comfortable pushing 
Yeah, probably. The back, like, I don't really know. I don't really understand. Cyberpunk is weird because it's coming out for Xbox One and PS4 a week after the two new consoles come out, and then the next-gen yeah. version is delayed until next year. Just delay what, the just whole delay game until next yeah. year. Like, why... You know, you're, instead of having this weird dual launch, I know thing. people are looking forward to Cyberpunk. And if they delayed, oh, yeah, it, I am if they too. Delayed it, to I am again, too. Yeah. If they delayed it again, people would get mad. But like, you have shit to play. Like, it's there's new consoles coming out. There's like eight Ubisoft games coming out in two weeks. Just calm well, down and let those workers. You know, is I it mean, really consumers pushing that? Like, is there not? Are, are, they're self-publishing, right? Yes, they're self-publishing. So it's yeah, not. It it's really... not consumers pushing it's a, it. It's a less crowded market this season than yeah, usual. it's not. So it's it, not consumers pushing it they necessarily. Might really want to take advantage of that, but there would be backlash, which I think they are trying to avoid. There was. I'm sure there was backlash the first few. There. Days. Oh yeah, there yeah. was. But at the same time, you know, video games are expensive and they take a long time to make. And it's like simply pushing it back is probably a decision where they're like, we need to ship this game. We need to see some profit from it because it's been in the works since 2015 when The Witcher came out, you know. So right. can't go five years without a big release. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll keep an eye on that. And mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure we'll, uh, when, <laughs> when, it comes, when, when it comes time, we're probably all going to talk about that game on here uh, mm-hmm. quite a bit. So yep. there's not much for me to say about Limbo the Lost, really. It's still lost. As it should be, I haven't been able to locate a copy since uh, Austin. I uh, foot champions. Yeah, I, I guarantee I already know the answer to this. But is uh, is FIFA still crooked? Yeah, FIFA <laughs> the organization. No, absolutely. I already, <laughs> I already the most crooked. Yeah, but, um, but it's just like even with that the bullshit from before that you explained. I, I was reading just last week about that new uh, the Switch entry and. Holy fuck. Oh, yeah, the FIFA, the Switch thing. That's just shameful. They just keep porting the same game and updating their rosters. It's a nightmare. <laughs> but, yeah, FIFA 21 came out. Still got uh, FIFA Ultimate Team in it. There's, I haven't oh, checked those it. Discords I, haven't, I haven't checked in with the FIFA community, but I'm sure that Discord doesn't exist anymore, and I'm sure... <laughs> I'm sure EA didn't do fucking jack shit to <laughs> fix any of this, because they're EA, so... Yeah. And, uh, and uh, be on the lookout, everyone, for our micro or our fourth microtransactions uh, coming oh, soon. Oh, yeah, coming yeah, soon. December, I believe. So stay frosty. This next one is going to be hard. Our insane StarCraft true crime series with Chris Nudaboom uh, returning back into the studio with us. Honestly, I, I, may, I may just have to get up with him in order to uh, do this revisit justice as nobody has more uh, researched on the topic than him, which would explain the depths we dove to fully deliver all of that information as well so uh i think i think you chris called it the uh the irishman of podcasts at the end (laughs) 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 except this story was way more interesting so burn scorsese Oh yeah, the Irishman sucks. Yeah, <laughs> uh, our- yeah you guys, because it's audio, we digitally altered Chris Newton's voice, so he was <laughs> yeah, so he sounded younger. younger. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Our uh, Virtual Boy episode is next. I love me some ambitious product bombs, so uh, this was another one I was I was super into. If only I could acquire a VB unit of my own. Hey, it'd be cheaper than a Vibe. Uh, but yeah, um, was the, was there anything new for this one? Probably not. No, nah. yeah. I don't think the likes of this thing is ever coming back. There is that switch I do, cardboard I, I, uh, thing, I though. So I guess that's not entirely accurate. There's one thing I wanted to bring up about Virtual Boy that didn't make it into the episode. Is okay. that Luigi's Mansion Three has its entire UI built around it? Oh right, you that's, were telling me that. Yeah, because they had the Game Boy Horror in the first one. That's the first. That's the only time I've seen it in recent okay. times. Pretty much. <laughs> I, I forget what it was in the second, but. 
That's cute though that they they still remember. Oh, yeah, and, it's all black and red and yeah. dreary. <laughs> <laughs> and that uh that Castlemania games company where I got my GCHD from, I just saw the other day that they began selling a video out mod for the Virtual Boy. The, for it to like show up on a TV and fashion. Yes, that's, to, what, like, that's what I wanted to yeah, bring up. Yeah, it's so, kind of like what the PSVR does. So two two things I guess that, it does we, have its fans. that aren't new. However, we did forget to bring up Virtual Boy emulation does exist on VR. Wait, really? Yes, you can emulate Virtual Boy and play it in the <laughs> Oculus Quest and stuff like that. Cool. Um, oh, that sounds like such a headache. Though. And now you can also output the video of Virtual Boy. So I have seen some people streaming like the Wario Land game and stuff. Oh my, yeah. I need to look that up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you pretty, couldn't do that neat. back in the day. You couldn't hook it up to a TV back in the day? No, no. God, no. Yeah. I, I just it was part of the issue with it. That just it go back in time. You're like, this, no is, way. this is the one invention that's going to blow your mind. Yeah, it was hard TV. to turn it into like a social activity because of nobody having any visual like representation of what the person wearing it was actually seeing mm -hmm. but all all this is more than i can say about the engage i was quite happy finally getting around to this one of course while listening to the recording after i probably should have talked about my experience with the actual games a little more but eh. that episode made me happy i never got one i was always jealous of the people that had it but apparently it was a headache i'll uh, i'll sell you one <laughs> no, I'll just give it to you. <laughs> uh, uh, I got a PSP, thanks. PSPs weren't around back then. That's what helped me learn okay. my lesson. But, uh, I do, I but, do have a small Yeah, I was gonna say awesome. I'm so I, I also I completely skipped over your uh, your price story. So Oh we'll get fuck. to that in a second. Okay. It's fine. Uh, correction. Correction. Right. Yeah. Uh I do want to say one thing about Engage, because I've talked about this before on the podcast. I should probably do this differently. Where we always talk about these games, and then I go and play them. I should play them before oh, yeah. we do the episode so I can talk about them, but I never do that. Oh, we try and do it sometimes. Sometimes but... I do that, but after the Engage episode, I found it, because I, I bookmarked it for this exact fucking reason. <laughs> okay. uh, I looked up like Engage emulators, and I found a post from the beginning of this year from no reddit.com slash r slash Engage, <laughs> where someone says, hey, everyone, I was wondering if there's an Engage emulator for Android. I've been nostalgic these days about the old Nokia days. I miss those awesome games. And then the only comment says, short answer, no, long answer, nope. <laughs> <laughs> so also awesome games. <laughs> All right. Um, um, yeah. How's, how's Prey doing? Switching back. Yeah, what's, what's three so, rooms up to these days? <laughs> 3D Realms is currently being sued by Randy Pitchford. <laughs> um, the only update I have about Prey is that the studio that made Prey is helping work on Deathloop. Oh, so really? all right. That game looks better than Prey. It and does. also... Microsoft bought Bethesda, which I'm sure we've talked about before. Yeah, we, well, we mentioned uh, it earlier. We mentioned tonight, it earlier. Yeah. But yeah, so Microsoft now owns Prey, so maybe they can do something about that. <laughs> Bring the old Prey to Game Pass. That's my yeah, plea. do it. Why not? Yeah. You know what else I realized talking about the uh, featured music in this game before? It really made me sound like I'm still a pop punk kid, and I'm not okay with that. My tastes have gotten way better. No, they haven't. <laughs> <laughs> so we are getting a bit up to date now as we approach the final few that will bring us to today acclaim which uh we do plan on uh, completing that trilogy with thq and midway sometime early next year our first halloween story from 2020 the one i can't pronounce uh, that was a trip kamikushiki Ka village kamikushiki 
Yeah. Yeah. I, do, I have a major thing that I, I accidentally left out of the devotion episode. I've been kicking myself since it came out because I totally drew attention to something early on in the script and then just blanked on it when it came time down the line to like bring it back around. The detention movie I mentioned, lots of cinema coming up on today's recap apparently. But yeah, the one based off Red Candle's title before Devotion that by all accounts was said to be exceptionally good when it released across Taiwan and Hong Kong in 2019. Well, around when the company was silent and their hashtags were being blocked, this film was uh, also banned from mainland China, along with, you know, Devotion. But kind of expected, but I still had to correct that. Uh, it's funny because I literally did the same thing last year in the Resident Evil episode where I fucked up one thing like right after it was over. And then I had to bounce back to it on the recap weeks later. But yeah. Oh, yeah you forgot to mention Resident Evil 8 got announced. Oh, no, As- I, th- I, no I did. I, I think I did. Uh, uh, I must have missed that. Well, well I didn't. Not, not today, but I. Oh, yeah. That's an update to Resident Evil. When is that I- Resident Evil 8 got announced? Hell yeah, it did. I'm excited. I can't wait. Uh, it's going werewolves and. The weird Victorian booby ladies and... What you buying? <laughs> yeah, and, and, and uh, the rumor has it that our, our favorite uh, traveling salesman is back. Yes. <laughs> the merchant. So, that, that's, that's going to be real fucking that cool. That brings us up to the most recent episodes released as of this recording. Yeah, our, our last two spooky, scary stories that uh, were both you, Austin. Yeah. Um, Pale Luna and Kill Switch. Un- uh, uncharacteristic uh, for you and, yeah. uh, and the show, but I, I'm I'm real happy with how this turned out. Uh, yeah, for, um, I'm, I want everyone to hear it. Yeah, like I'm gonna curse myself saying this, but I doubt there will be any Pale Luna or uh, <laughs> Kill Switch updates uh, before this episode comes out. But those were really fun to do. Randy's always doing all the murder stories, and I wanted to do one, so I did two. So suck. They it. they were perfect for the season. I'm glad we all uh, managed to keep our October month so stacked again. Yeah. Uh, which sorry, Jason, I know that we we did. I guess I should say we switched back to weekly. For, yeah. It it wasn't bad. The uh, they kind of you know they came out to like a half hour each. Yeah. So yeah. I actually haven't edited Kill Switch just yet. Yeah. I was gonna say there's so, only one more. <laughs> yeah. No, it's about the same time. It was easy. <laughs> Last but not least was the final chapter in our line of Xbox development tales. Well, no, I, I guess I shouldn't say that. There could very well be more of those in the future. Mm-hmm. This one was also a bit different for us as we chose to record it and then hold on to it for a while you know, to honestly, coincide with the Series X this launch. This hasn't been released as of this recording, the Xbox episode. We're going to, like you said, coincide with the launch of the Series X and S. But yeah, once we have my, access to that, that. Me, might be my favorite year two episode I did. I'm yeah? very proud of that Xbox One episode. Cool. I think it was a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. Your whole Xbox series is really good. It's my the original Xbox is probably one of my favorite episodes. And and it's funny with this because there are like so many cold opens of us like bitching about new hardware and how yes. they like and which will which I know will sound strange down the road without the early context of the days leading up to these soon to be released consoles but uh, now we can say it's there for posterity yes. and then uh, we should mention that in the episode which was recorded in September of 2020 recorded a little bit early we talk a lot about how we don't know the release date and we don't know the price, and we don't know the launch lineup and all that <laughs> now stuff. Now we do. We yeah. now do. It is going to be four ninety nine, and is going to be coming out November 10th, which is how we now know when to release. Two days before the PS5. Yes, well. release this episode. And I hope that it's out now, if you're listening to this, so I hope you enjoyed it. What we're going to do <laughs> is this episode is being recorded in the end of October, near the end of October. I currently have 
an Xbox Series X pre-ordered on Randy's behalf. And an S. And an Not S. Not on my behalf. And for an one. S for me. <laughs> um, Which is cool. We get to look at both. Yeah. yeah. So we will have experience with both of those consoles by the time this episode comes out. So what we're going to do... The speaker in the fridge. I'm going to ask that we're going to leave a little bit of an audio break right around here. And Jason is going to edit in our thoughts, which we will record after we have played the consoles. We'll have more thoughts on what the the future of the Xbox is, I guess. Um, yeah, so right here. inserting now. So I'd like to point out before we start that I uh, personally was lucky enough to have access to an Xbox Series X uh, thanks to a roommate winning a Taco Bell contest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> through the purchase of a um, a single pink lemonade at two in the morning, <laughs> and they not only shipped it to him with six months of Game Pass, but also we uh, received it a day early, mm-hmm. which uh, was kind of gnarly. Which then led to me owning a Series X because originally <laughs> yes. I bought a PlayStation Five for myself and a Series X for Randy, so we would each have one. I still appreciate, and then. The work you did. Randy, being the asshole that he is, got it a day early and decided, you know what, maybe I don't need this anymore since it's already in my house. Well, <laughs> he, he, so. the, the person that I, I, I bring up was not intending on buying one before, so now it would have been silly if I continued through with it and then we just had two next to and each other me, since we share the same gaming space. Me being the addict that I am, instead of returning it, I kept it. Yes. So you're an enabler. <laughs> you have a Series S as well. I do so, have a Series S as well. It is still in the box, and it's being shipped back to Microsoft this week. And the uh, and the second PlayStation Five will be here this week get for you. For me, yes. It's been a rough, <laughs> been a rough launch for both of these things. Yeah, they're coming in hot, mm-hmm. as uh, a lot of people we follow in the the industry has uh, have said. So, I guess where to start would be the packaging. It's very. It, lo- it looks very nice in there. Much yes. more than the PlayStation Five. <laughs> yes, the PlayStation Five has eco-friendly packaging. It looks like uh, what's a good electronic? It's like uh, it looks like the packaging that the Roomba came in when <laughs> my roommate bought a Roomba. <laughs> I don't know what this. And also, like. the PlayStation Five kind of looks like a fucked up Roomba. So it works out. <laughs> it works out. Both consoles very heavy. Yes, um, both clocking in a little over 10 pounds. Yeah, the Series X kind of feels like dark matter. Like, it's so dense, you just pull out this Yeah, you know that, cube, the, like... the part in Futurama? Uh, <laughs> yeah, when they're trying nibblers, to throw the nibblers, nibblers poops. In the, yeah. it's, it feels like that. It feels like how I imagined that felt. You know how they couldn't lift it at all? It's like that. <laughs> and then comes with all the... The cables inside. I like that new controller. This is the, so they've been making those for a little while. The ones with the new D pad. Yes. Uh, the new and improved. Well, it kind of looks clicky D pad. Yes, which I like a lot. But mm-hmm. it also has the. Um, it's like the directional thing, but it's pushed. It's concave. And it has a share button so that you can share all your favorite screenshots and clips. It does. And I didn't <laughs> I didn't notice until you pointed out that the controller is actually a little bit smaller. Yes, which uh, I, in, I, I instantly noticed. <laughs> I did not. It's covered in grippies. All the, all the cables are in. Well, it did not come with a USB-C cable. No, because the controllers have batteries. R- right. All right. Yeah, you did point that out. So um, get into the the boot up, like the. Well, we don't have to go the through the whole, the whole setup process. You installed through like a phone app. Yeah. 
So I want to um, talk a little bit about. Well, I mean that that will kind of segue into things like the the cloud save things. Like it's it's seamless. Like yeah, I want to talk about PlayStation's approach and Xbox's approach because that's kind of where we left off. Okay, because this is supposed to be a recap. That's kind of where we left off with the Xbox One episode. Yeah, I think we, me and you were talking about it earlier today, and yes. you were saying how it's like. You said that there's a sense of unity among Xbox products. Like yeah, there's this the, completely the complete overall, shared ecosystem. The overall summary is that opening and hooking up my PlayStation 5 felt like opening and hooking up my Xbox 360 when I got that. It was very exciting because it's all new. Yeah. The controller's new. And the boy, that control, we could talk new. about that controller all, yeah. all day. The games are all relatively new. Hooking up the Xbox Series the game, X, the games and can get a little confusing. But, felt yeah. like hooking up and opening my Xbox One X, hmm. where it was just like, "This is cool. I now have a powerful console. When Cyberpunk comes out, I know what I'm going to buy it on." Yeah, because this is the most powerful console on the market. But it's just the Xbox One X. The interface is the same. Mm -hmm. The controller is relatively the same. Yeah. Game Pass is the same, except they added EA Play to it, and. I'd say that their biggest new feature is quick, quick resume. resume. Yeah, which is when it works, awesome. When it works, awesome. But it seems <laughs> it seems a little buggy. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that's entirely their fault. No, I think the way that some service games work in connection to servers can yes make that stuff tough to juggle. So but. to go back to the conversation we were having on the Xbox One episode, which I don't know how I remember this because it was we recorded that in like September, but like. <laughs> I think I predicted that PlayStation would have the advantage simply because of how new everything felt. Mm -hmm. And I still believe that to be true. Yeah. Although, I have not played the Series X a lot. To put it in perspective, we are now four days out, right? Yeah, four days out from the launch of the PlayStation 5. I have beaten Astro's Playroom. I have beaten Call of Duty. I have beaten Spider-Man. Spider and I oh. have almost beaten Bug Snacks. So I've been playing a lot of PlayStation and not a whole ton of Series X. I probably have more uh, experience with the Series X, but that's by the nature of our household not yet having a PS5 right. as well. But I have been mostly Call of Duty, but I have been fighting against that PlayStation. <laughs> oh man, had, yeah, you were telling me about some of this shit. Call of Duty crashed like 10 times. It hard-locked my PlayStation 5 like two times. That's wild. Uh, the audio just completely cut out on my entire TV at one point because <laughs> I had to reboot the PlayStation. Was it just Call of Duty that was giving you trouble? I had a couple of issues where it wouldn't launch Spider-Man when I installed it. I had to reboot the console then. Okay. Finding features that I knew where they were on the PlayStation 4 has been fun on the PlayStation 5 because everything's been moved. Is that fun? That scavenger hunt. Fun. A lot of fun. <laughs> and I also spent a good three... Out, Randy just saw this upstairs. Mm -hmm. I, I spent a good three hours reorganizing my entire entertainment center to fit those fucking things. <laughs> <laughs> because the PlayStation 5 is a behemoth. Yeah. That stand is Wait, so dumb. you don't dumb. have a slot in your entertainment center that's shaped like Cell's head from Dragon Ball Z? <laughs> <laughs> I do now. <laughs> They are whisper quiet. They are very quiet. All the rumors about heat and uh, of things yeah, catching I play, fire I mean, is not I played, true. I played obviously. it. Uh, I played the Series X for probably like a good four hours at one point. But I played the PlayStation for like ten hours straight. No overheating. Yeah. No loudening. So. 
The loudening. The, what? <laughs> the loudening. Um, but but yeah, I, their, their approach has been much more consumer-friendly. I mean, it's just... the same interface, which is the same interface is good because I've had no issues. It's the same interface. Yeah. It's the one they have been iterating on and working on for years, since yeah. 2013, so seven years. The PlayStation 1 is coming in hot, and it is brand <laughs> spanking new, and it shows. Yeah. But we were talking about it, and it's like... I mean, three new consoles came out in the last week, and they haven't had the same impact in terms of it feeling like an event. But all of those boxes are meticulously designed. Like, yes, they're they're very cool. Yeah, they are Marvel's of engineering when functioning as advertised. I mean, that's the thing. You want to talk about engineering? That the Series X is is absolutely a marvel of engineering. The PlayStation Five is like a clown car of engineering. <laughs> um, basically. For those of you that don't I'm know, I'm more just I'm just talking about the the, the controller. <laughs> well, yes, but so the PlayStation Five that is why was developed first. Then the Series X was developed, and then when the Series X was announced first, they showed the hardware off. Sony was like, "Oh, fuck!" So then they uh, they overclocked the shit out of it, and then they're cooling it with a giant heat sink and liquid metal, which is an expensive alternative to thermal cool. compound, which sounds and looks very cool, but is not cheap. <laughs> I disagree. It does not sound cool or look cool. I only think about just just absolute terror. When I think no, about think about it. Think about it this way: if you were to break, if you were to tear down, if you were to tear down an Xbox Series X, it would look like somebody spit some used gum on the CPU. And but, if you were to shoot a PlayStation 5, it would, <laughs> it would heal itself. Like, exactly. Like, yeah, I was like going to say, if you, were, just... if, you were to, if you were to tear down a PlayStation 5 and take the heatsink off, it would look like a T-1000 died inside of your console. That's exactly what it looks like. But yeah, uh, it'll be... If you were be... walking with a PlayStation 5 and you dropped it and roses fell, but you had a shotgun and you're in an elevator, and, you know what I mean? Reference, reference, reference. I love, I love reference. <laughs> Sorry, I was looking out of my notes. So the one thing I'll say is that my roommate that got the Series X, we didn't actually have... Well, no, I had Watch Dogs, which mm-hmm. I is a cross-gen game. I Because the way that... Go. The way that they have branded... Yeah, my, my actual... Um, Opinions of that game aside, the the way that they have branded those boxes is very weird. Sorry, sorry. Or golf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you gotta pitch it like all over so, the place. Real no, quick every, about watch. The, dogs. That game takes place in London, but the, everyone's got a, like a Cockney accent that they have to pitch up and down to randomly assign yeah, to all like of the NPCs. There's like five voice actors, and they like, just digitally very poorly pitch shifted everybody's voice. And Randy <laughs> recruited a guy, and he was who just looks like, like, like our age. Like, yeah. He's like, what is happening? What? <laughs> like it was pitch shifted down so low that you're like that's not a human voice like deeper human voices have more characteristic to yeah. it so they're procedurally generating audio now that's what Fallout 4 needed I don't care how bad it sounded <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's very distracting in a game like Watch Dogs that's trying to achieve some level of realism <laughs> but also it's like you would think that like London is like the the least diverse city on the planet with the amount of just everybody sounding. All right. Now that we're like talking about watch dogs, right, real quick, sorry. one more thing to say. If you have a fascist regime rising in your country, you can't recruit everyone. 
You can recruit cops in that game. Fascism <laughs> needs support to rise. If everybody is against fascism, then fascism doesn't rise. Whoa, whoa, you're telling that's me how Hitler was fucking... elected? Yes. That's you're how it works. You're telling me Stalin was elected? Yeah, kind of. Well, hey. Stalin wasn't a fascist. <laughs> yeah, he was a authoritarian, quote-unquote, communist. You're telling me Trump was... No, but th- who else? <laughs> then who else was I thinking of? Maybe it wasn't Stalin. Uh, Bolsonaro. Yeah. Mussolini. Mussolini. That's <laughs> actually go. who I meant. That game is, is totally all over the place. And yeah. They, they, yeah. Back, uh, to, back to the huge experience identity with the crisis console. with Watch Dogs Legion. No, so I was going to say, like, so PlayStation has handled it with, like, this is a PS4 game, this is a PS5 game. The boxes reflect that. Yeah. And even, even though there's games like Little Big Planet and Spider-Man that have PS4 and PS5 versions, they are too different. Like, the way that Xbox has handled it or sorry, yeah, they're two different SKUs is what I meant. The, the way that Xbox is doing it right now is that all of their boxes now just say Xbox. Like, they are closer and closer to just... The words after Xbox and before it don't matter. Yes. So it's like Watch Dogs is one box out there right now if you want to play it on your base Xbox One from seven years ago, on your Xbox One X from... When the hell did that come out? Three years ago? And end your Xbox Series S and X. and uh, d- Yeah. So it was kind of neat seeing things back to back going from my one X to the new series X Mm -hmm. and like the series X stuff, like games do run a lot better. They look a lot sharper. I know one of the first things we tried was gears five and you know, that runs at a smooth 60 and 4k and stuff like that. That water and sea of thieves looks pretty good. I think, uh, you shot, um, what game was that? I never heard of that one game. (laughs) It's like a fifth installment of a game I've never heard of. Uh, No, that's actually the first. And, oh, okay. uh, they call yeah, it yeah, Gears yeah. Five. Just, yeah. The game five is called Gears, Gears Five. No, yeah. yeah, there's five Gears, yeah, okay, and you have okay, to yeah. reunite them all, <laughs> and to get the machine to work. And then um, I lost sight of this bit. It's, it's <laughs> Gears so, of War fact. They're it. called Gears because they're a part of the COG, the, the Coalition of Ordered Governments. And the no, company co- is called cog, the coalition. Cog is a gear. But a cog <laughs> is a gear. <laughs> yeah, but they're That's all part the of the machine, man. <laughs> but what is it? Uh, uh <laughs> oh, I didn't make that up. Just so you know, that is actually the lore of Gears of War. No, no, I, I yeah. They're not on Earth. No, actually, I do hold you personally responsible for the Gears of War writing. <laughs> I will take personal responsibility. I would rather go down in flames than let Cliffy B get any credit for any of that. All right, but uh, if I found fair, out that fair. if I found out that name change was was you, I'm still gonna it flip, was. flip this table. <laughs> Rod Ferguson emailed me and was like, "Yo, what do you think? Gears of War Five or Gears 5? And I was like, "Which one will piss Randy off more?" War Five. No, um, War Six. Yeah, yeah. Just that's what the next one. It's yeah. going to be Fast and Furious. Yeah, and then it's Gears and War Seven. G G Six. No, it's G Nine. But you installed uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, Final Fantasy Fifteen. They they still have modes to that allow you to bounce between yeah, prioritizing Final performance 15, or fidelity. Uh, Final Fantasy Fifteen ran like absolute garbage on the PlayStation Four. Yeah, and also ran, ran like, like garbage worse on, garbage on the uh, Xbox One. Yeah. <laughs> And ran like kind of garbage on the Xbox One X and yeah. ran like pretty much what total garbage to. <laughs> on the PlayStation 4 Pro. And then I was like, hold up, this is on Game Pass. Let me just see. So we downloaded it, booted it up, 
buttery smooth 60. Yeah. It's very which nice. Which is like... Tomb Raider as well. Almost to uh, a point where it's like... Disorienting. <laughs> you're like, why did you release these on this other console? <laughs> <then>? <laughs> it seems like they should have been made on this console. Those new resis. You know, we messed yes. around with two and seven. It's, uh, I guess, like, my review kind of is that there's going to be some diminishing returns on this stuff because the jump this generation is not as significant. Right. But... Both of these, well, I guess I haven't been able to play around with the Series S, but the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation 5 are technically more powerful than any computer that could be built for $500. Oh, for sure. Like, they're, they're, you know, in terms of price, like, they're a steal. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Like, the, they fucked up because the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One, we were talking about this when we were hooking them up. And obviously patches still have to happen on some stuff. Sure. And, yeah. Are... They were underpowered compared to computers within six months. It's going to take a good, I would say, probably three years to be able to build a computer for $500 that is equal in power. Maybe two years. Maybe I'm overestimating a little bit, but these things are, they're no slouches. Yeah. I will say Game Pass is still great. Mm -hmm. That was the first thing, you know, we messed around with, uh, you know, Downloaded Tetris and we're playing Halo and that and that stuff. And I I guess the last thing we should probably bring up before we close this out is storage space is going to be a problem this generation. Uh-huh. Feels like what did the back of the Call of Duty box say that I just 280 read? Two hundred eighty gigabytes. I think it was like two eighty five gigs. Yeah, Minimum. which is a misprint. Yeah, I have the whole game you installed, do. and it's one hundred and forty four gigs, which is still a lot. Unless so, they were trying to future proof that their boxes for DLC and updates, but you're looking at after OS install and everything, you're looking at around eight hundred gigs on the Series X, six hundred six gigs on the six hundred sixty on the. PS5 because it has an 850 gigabyte hard drive for some stupid reason. <laughs> and then and like 300 something gigs on the Series S. And currently because of these custom SSDs, Microsoft has their own proprietary like memory cards that are very hard to get right now and very expensive. And but, Sony has an they look a built-in really cool. M2 slot that doesn't work yet. Yes. <laughs> because yeah. because S- SSDs that fast don't exist yet on the market, which is fun. So those will probably be pretty cheap, I imagine, to expand the PlayStation. I imagine it's probably going to be like, what, 50 bucks? It's, it's I've, 300 bucks for like, it'll be like 300 bucks for like 250 it's funny gigabytes. Most people I know, the first thing they did with these consoles was just download whatever or transfer their stuff over. I mean, granted, so it's like you fill that stuff up so fast. Like Call of Duty is like a third of the console. Yeah, it's fun too because like, it turns out that when you have a, a terabyte PlayStation Pro and then you go to trans and it's almost full and you go to transfer everything over to a console with an 850 gigabyte hard drive. Doesn't work because there's less space. Sony is, I guess, is still also figuring out their um, save transferring stuff. That could be a, a yeah, it's a little wonky. You have to have PlayStation Plus to use the cloud. But do you have to do it for individual games or no? Yes, they have wow. auto upload, but it doesn't really work. And you have to like down, you have to go onto the other console and download it. The they Microsoft all, stuff took seconds. They also have remote play. Now, where you can theoretically set your PlayStation 4, instead of trading it in, set your PlayStation 4 up in another room and then remote play your PlayStation 5. Weird. At least um, everything loads hell fast. Yes. That's great. 
Mm-hmm. Seeing you go right into the open world in Spider Man mm-hmm. was pretty. Uh, that was pretty my amazing, that was honestly. my next gen experience. Was that like Spider Man's fun game? I know Chris has been. Uh, I don't know how where you are at, but you've been playing uh, the original. You about like forty percent in right now. Yeah, I, Miles- I stopped to finish Horizon. <laughs> oh, okay, both great games. Miles Morales is very good, by the way. But so they have the subway in that game is your fast travel and they have like subway stations marked. You can pick a subway station and hit it and you'll fast travel. And I was so used to last gen where it's like the swinging in Spider-Man's fun. Right. So like, I don't really need to use the subway cause like it's going to take me two minutes to swing across the city or it's going to take the game a minute to load the subway. Why not just swing? And then I realized, wait a minute, it doesn't take the game a minute to load <laughs> the the fast travel takes the game like two and a half seconds to load the fast travel. <laughs> so it's pretty cool. It is like yeah, instantaneous in a way that is sort of creepy. <laughs> like, <laughs> Astrobot's the same way where you're just like, oh, I gotta walk all the way back there, and you're like, wait, no, I don't. And then you just hit it, and it just goes whoop, and you're instantly. Demon Souls is the same thing. Yeah, it's like teleporting. The old, the old Souls games, it's just like, ugh, Dark Souls, all right, I'll, I'll go from this bonfire to this bonfire, and I'll wait two minutes, and now it's just like, zip, zip, you're there. It's like... <laughs> I, we'll, we'll probably wait for another time to actually talk about the game specifically. We'll, we'll do that. We'll, if you want to hear about uh, our experience with uh, Call of Duty and Spider-Man and Astrobot and all that... It'll probably uh, be on our... Probably the Game, game Awards, Awards one. Stuff, yeah. We'll probably... Go down the because list if, of our if games. it goes without saying, like as as much as we were criticizing some aspects of the PlayStation Five, Austin is right is that it is more exciting, and it has the software to back it up. Yes, that, right now in a way that I've been shitting on the PlayStation Five because we're technically updating the Xbox One episode. The PlayStation Five is very cool. I am yeah. very happy with that thing. The Series X is so to go back to the topic at hand. And then we'll wrap it up because we're getting a little long in the tooth. Sorry, and um, I hope to, and I hope to see the ex- like as time goes on more yeah. games and exclusive but stuff. The that... uh, the Series X is very cool, but it in a different way. Yeah, and, it's very and it's, efficient. <laughs> and to go back to the topic at hand, I don't. Microsoft was in second place when it came to last generation. Clearly, PlayStation was ahead. Microsoft was behind. Yeah, and I'm gonna stick. And gamers with... were in third place. <laughs> no, gamers, gamers in like tenth, dude. Uh, yeah. Gamers are gamers are below Stadia. That's how you know it's bad. Oh, um, oh no. Yeah, me and Randy also tried Amazon Luna. We'll talk about that more <laughs> on the Game Awards episode, maybe. No, <laughs> it's bad. Yeah. There you go. There's your review. Boom. Um, but it's very cool, and it is. Probably the most consumer-friendly approach that I've seen anybody in the games industry take in decades. It's wild. Yeah. How friendly the Xbox ecosystem has become. The backwards compatibility, which is another thing that the PlayStation 5 has not really fully fleshed out yet. But when you're in second place and somebody's like, well, what do you want to do to get in first place? And you're like, what if we did the exact same thing but a little bit better? I hate saying that. You know, you know you, where you can put your copy of Fusion Frenzy right in there. I know I can. You have my copy of Fusion Frenzy. <laughs> I do. He's hoarding it. I keep telling him to bring it over, and he won't. I'm saving it for our, uh, you know, 
Once COVID's defeated, our big party. That's true. I'll make sure to get a copy of Fusion Frenzy 2 by then. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, we are very anti-capitalist on this podcast. <gasps> no. And I hate to say to be the one to say this, but maybe being consumer-friendly is not the best business strategy. <laughs> So it pains me to That's say so sad. I know. It pains me to say it, but I think Sony's got the upper hand here. By being like, you want to play Demon Souls? Buy this fucking Yeah, you want to play Demon Souls instead of playing the PS3 version of Demon Souls sitting in your shelves, buy a $70 version of Demon Souls again. And everybody's like, fuck yeah, dude. It loads so fast. Um But yeah. I hope Xbox does well. Me too. I think uh, I think the uh, Series X is insanely cool. I just think it's less exciting. Despite the fact that nobody can find any of these things, claims are that they're selling well. Yeah. People care. No numbers were released, but they did say that the Xbox Series S and X combined is the most consoles Xbox has ever sold on launch day. Yes, I did see that. Which makes a lot of sense because nobody so wanted an Xbox when it came out. Xbox 360 was impossible to find, and nobody gave a shit about the Xbox One. So, <laughs> all right, it would make it would stand to order Every that other. even if they made a couple million of these things, they would sell well. Yeah, but and you know, we'll. Uh, I think that kind of concludes our our Xbox talk, but we'll uh, we'll probably dive more into the PlayStation again as well. You know, that controller is like indescribable unless you are actually holding it. It you is know? like there's no way to convey like. It is insane. Here's my review of the PlayStation 5 controller, Astrobot notwithstanding, because that you have to I, to fully review the PlayStation 5 controller. I got to review Astrobot. We'll do that on the Game Awards episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But doing a stealth section in a video game and having them play your heartbeat that kind of through response. the speakers is one thing, but feeling an actual heartbeat where the left chambers of the heart beat on your left hand <laughs> and then the right chambers of the heart beat on your right hand a split second later <laughs> is something that you have to feel to like fully understand. Actually, the, the rain killed me where mm -hmm. it was actually felt like being pelted with little raindrops. That yeah. was that shit was wild. But yeah. And I will say though, the last thing is between the I know I've said that like three times now, but having now seen them both in action back to back, if this is a power war. Technically, the Series X is more powerful. Oh hell yeah! You know, like if that. If I've, you're an, if you're I've an insane person, now. if you're an insane person like me, you're looking for games. You buy both. What you do is you buy all Sony's games that they hold hostage on the PlayStation Five, and then you buy all the third-party games on the Series X. If you're a normal person, don't upgrade at all. Yeah, <laughs> because it's, it's not really. I mean, worth is is a thing that. Hey, I'm just glad that you're crazy and that my roommate was thirsty because. It's going to lead to me getting... Thirsty for lemonade, not like the sex thing. Oh, yeah. That's what I meant. <laughs> Although probably that too. Um, okay. Yeah, we're we're getting along. All so right. Sorry. Back to your regularly scheduled episode, wherever Jason, wherever this is edited and I know. Uh, oh, yeah. So that is it, everyone. This takes us to our second anniversary right now. Thank you uh, to all of you that listen in. Sincerely, those of you that rated, left reviews, subscribed, shared, talked to any of us about it outside the show. Thank you to our special guests. Thank you, Jason, for everything that you, you continue to do it's for us unpaid in the middle of an epidemic. Thank you, Jason. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, uh, Austin. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, me. Yeah. Uh, hell, thank you, Discord. Yes, um, thank you, Discord. <laughs> thank God for Discord. Uh, but... Before we go, uh, what do you guys say we try and give a tiny sneak preview of what 
might be to come soon. Something that people can maybe look forward to in uh, 2021 because we have plans. <laughs> well, first of all, let's say that we talked a lot in 2020 about starting video. Yeah, which COVID uh, obviously got in the way of that. Fucked up. Uh, um, it will happen. It will happen eventually. We've already come so far with it. We're trying to figure out some ways to still incorporate that around the virus. That will probably happen. I don't want to make too many promises. It'll either never happen or it'll happen in 2021. <laughs> <laughs> but there's some side features, though, that we had. Uh, yes. We're kind of looking to maybe get into like stories of those that uh, of who sort of work in games mm -hmm. and um austin i don't know if you were saying like instead of like kind of reaching out to guests that aren't just people we know and yeah uh, and like kind of we're obviously nerds who study the video game industry way more than we should and we know a lot about it but we don't have any experience working in it and we're looking to sort of get that viewpoint and maybe either help people tell some stories that wouldn't normally be told or might give way deeper Get insight, some insight and, yeah. on some stories that we want to tell. So if you are, uh, yeah, do you want to, if, if, yeah, like if, if this is a call of for any of you that would maybe want to participate in that kind of thing, like uh, developers, bloggers, artists, writers, reviewers, anything tied to games, really, mm -hmm. um, you know, I guess send us uh, an email at the, what's our, what's our Hot email button podcast at gmail.com. Yes. Hit us up. <laughs> uh, you can also DM the hot button Twitter or DM in any of us individually on Twitter, which are our things are linked in the hot button thing. So just DM hot button. Yeah. And we're still working out how to, you know, the, the details on uh, recording safely and remotely. But even if you don't yeah. have all of the materials that, that we do, we can make it work. Yeah. And yeah. also, like we said, we, we want to get back into movie yes. commentaries as well, but that's a little harder to do. But we might try something with that new bot we found and, and Discord movie watching or something in place of actually doing it in person because we still can't do that. And we'll still decide on a release schedule and kind of uh, who's going to be involved in what. Uh, like a, a, some of these might be a little smaller, just won't have all of this kind of on them. And, yeah. But uh, yeah. it could be really, really neat. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think that's everything. I think that's it for now. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Weird first episode. <laughs> if it is your first episode. I assume probably not. But if you haven't heard all the episodes and decided to There's listen to so this many. one, we just gave you a whole bunch of shit to topics that you could be interested in. I think our recap was 50 last year. So uh, yeah. now it's... It'll be it? like 80 something. Three, eighty. Yeah, something like that. So yeah, we got 80 plus episodes. I know, it might be 85. You're sitting there playing your new Xbox Series X or figuring out how to fit your PlayStation into your living room without <laughs> drilling or cutting a hole out of the ceiling. Uh, <laughs> you can go to hotbuttoncast.com. You can listen to all of our episodes. We have search. We have a new collections tab, which I don't know if I brought up on the episodes yet. Uh, I think I think so. Okay. You yeah. did. Oh, I did. Okay. Hey, say it again. It's yeah, but um, we got curated collections there. We got a Halloween collection. We got our government collection, the ESRB and, oh. the, and the violent video game stuff. We got all our console stories on there. Um, and we'll be adding to that if we curate collections. Uh, that was one thing we talked about, which I don't know if we want to do. But what's that? The collection of like our favorite personal episodes. Or oh, something. yeah, we should do that. Yeah. But yeah, that website has all that stuff and more. There's also a submit a topic 
If there's a topic you'd like us to cover that we just haven't gotten around to yet, it might be in the plan and it might not. So send us, Yeah. go to our website, submit a topic that'll email your topic uh, suggestion directly to us. And also subscribe, follow, whatever it's called on all of our, pod, all the podcast feeds, Spotify, whatever. I don't know. We're on all of them. So just <laughs> pick one and find hot button and subscribe. And if you like it, you know, review on iTunes, tell your friends about it, spread by word of mouth. That's the best advertising we could ask for. Um, mm-hmm. And also follow our socials, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at hot button cast. Yeah. We're, I know we're revamping that site to have, kind of more direct links to us and yes yeah if you're an advertiser reach yeah if you want us to sell out i'll do it immediately without question um i will shill for literally anybody except for the military the, contractor yeah if you're oh. like if you're like the u.s army they got twitched go they're yourself. fine yeah. Yeah, yeah but yeah i think that's it especially i just want to hammer home especially thank you for listening because we started this podcast. This is all off the cuff. I don't have this written. So if it sounds stupid, I apologize. But we started this podcast two <laughs> years ago uh, with the intention of just doing it to talk about video games because me and Randy talk about video games constantly. And then we Why not met Chris and Jason, started talking about video games even more. And yeah. we wanted to, we realized that we were decent at telling video game stories. And we've heard a lot of feedback that that's true. And that means the world. And, and now we, several thousand people apparently. I don't know from who? <laughs> Fucking liars. <laughs> we wouldn't. We wouldn't uh, continue to do this if everybody told us it was awful and that we should stop. But we've gotten a lot of positive feedback. I, I would. <laughs> that was your review. <laughs> uh, we've gotten a lot of positive feedback, and we appreciate it. If you listen to it a lot and you you want to talk to us, then reach out Twitter, email, whatever. Yeah, and, and you mold. too could be. Yeah. Um, at home on a computer with a mic. But way, way to have really hammer but, home my heartfelt speech <laughs> by stumbling <laughs> through a bad joke. <laughs> it means a lot to us. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening and uh, tune in in, I guess you've already heard the Xbox episode. Hold on. Let me figure this out. Tune in in December for microtransactions and some game awards yes. uh, business and then after that, and join us in 2021 as we continue the adventure of recording remotely and all this <laughs> fucking nonsense because the world is on fire and nobody knows how to fix it. Oh, yeah, no politics. Uh, I like uh, Pac-Man. <laughs> Video games. Bye, everyone. Goodbye. Later.